Welcome to RPG Cast episode 586 for the week of May 29, 2021. I may have introduced last week as 586 as well. It, it was not, it was 585. I'm sorry. What are even numbers? <laughs> what are even numbers? <laughs> the, the editors regret the mistakes. Uh, joining me today, uh, Matt Mason. Hey, how you guys doing? Kelly Hello. Ryan. This isn't an episode of Backtrack? No. I know. You didn't talk first. I was confused. Yeah, it, it's weird. And Sam Walker. She had to go put the dog in the chair. I'm here. Oh, okay. I was just waiting for, for Kelly those to two. Stop talking. Sorry. <laughs> no, I okay. want to get through this so you can just start bantering and we can come up with titles. <laughs> it's all good. Um, I'm fucking here. Oh, it's fucking Explicit tag. Oh, boy. Waste no time. No time at Look. all. You know what? I'm here, and driving Chris crazy is a joy of mine. So <laughs> well, that's Anna's job. Look, I'm willing no. to share the position temporarily for the length of the podcast. It's it's Anna's job. It's Sam's pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's the right yeah, answer. Do what you love. Love what you do. All we're doing is playing with cameras today on the live stream. That's right. Here's a cat <laughs> for you. So. Here's a bucket of cat liquid. That's a cat. It looks like a black void. I know, right? Eclipse has finally decided she likes Twinkle Toes again. Yay! So there was a bad falling out and some drama? Yeah, yeah. surgery. Um, when Twinkle Toes ah. went for her surgery and came back smelling like anesthesia... Eclipse was like, I don't, I don't know, know who you, you are. I don't want to know you. I've erased my sibling from my memory. I refuse to acknowledge that you exist. I refuse to have anything to do with you. I don't want you to come near me. I don't want you to smell me. I definitely don't want you to lick me. Go away. Don't. This is my house. A- and so far. And then this week, they were sleeping on top of each other in the bed and licking each other's butts. Aww. So it was all great. And I mean, the funny thing is, is the two days that Twinkie was gone, Eclipse was pacing around the house looking for her. But as soon as she came back, she nope. was having none of it. None of it. Yeah, it's like Lita did the same thing when Alice had to go to the emergency vet when she was a baby, only Lita never got over it. Yeah. She still hisses at her. And that's what I was worried Eclipse was going to do. And we didn't realize until then how... um. Um, what's the right word? How much of a jerk she could be? (laughs) (laughs) No, Dakota, when she had her surgery back at the beginning of the month, she came home and Brew just wanted to snuggle with her all the time. And because she has no strength, she was just kind of looking like, mommy, please remove him. (laughs) I don't want him here. And then, and Brew just was like, Co loves Brew. So Brew snuggle. (laughs) So I have all these pictures yeah. of just Dakota looking miserable and Brew looking smug. <laughs> I have seen some of those. They are they're pretty fantastic. Just I, I couldn't get over it. I was like, Dakota, in, in no universe is Brew not going to leave you alone because he's convinced you love him. <laughs> Co does you, not love Brew, but Brew loves Co does Co. not love Brew. <laughs> But she no longer has to wear a t-shirt, so that's a bonus. Unrequited <laughs> puppy love. Yep, unrequited puppy love indeed. She was she was into the t-shirt for a while, 
And then, like, he would walk her out in the neighborhood, and people would be like, oh, my God, why does your dog have a T-shirt? And I'm like, she had surgery. And they're like, oh, she's so cute. And Go would just be like, someone called Go cute? Okay, T-shirt can stay. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Dressing up <laughs> animals like, always means cute. She is such an egomaniac, that dog. <laughs> I was going to say, the way you worded it, it sounded like people were appalled that you put a dog in a t-shirt. Well, and that's how it started, and I had to okay. kind of explain It's like, no, no, she's had surgery. I mean, it's a, like, it was a dog shirt, right? Not a human t-shirt? No, it was a human t-shirt. <laughs> oh, all right. It was Scott's Extra Life t-shirts. Yeah, he, was convinced, he was convinced that by putting it on her, there'd be like a little bit of good luck on it. And I was like, you're uh-huh. adorable, but you're also a dork. <laughs> <laughs> I approve. I think a lot of people did. He ended up using up two shirts. I was like, oh, babe. <laughs> and then he spoons her to bed. I'm like, what is this marriage anymore? <laughs> he loves the dog more than me. Sorry, you've been usurped by Co. I've been, well, especially right now with her being needy. Everybody yeah. loves Co, Bru- but who Bru- loves Sam? Don't tell Nobody Bru- loves about Sam. this. Oh, no, that, well, that's the problem is I have Stinky being like, Mommy, I wet and I just had a bath. Let's snuggle. And I'm like, oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at me like, come on, snuggle. I'm like, no. No. Snuggle now? <laughs> now snuggle? No, that's the problem. He's Snug- now looking up now? at me from the chair and he's now? just like, Mommy. Mommy, snuggle now? <laughs> you know. Do you guys know if... Do you guys know if they make those secret agent suits for dogs from Kitten Academy? I'm sure they do. I mean, why wouldn't you? Does Brew need one? <laughs> is this no, no, this was for know, the surgery. Cause... This is for the oh, okay. to cover the surgery and, and oh. yeah. See, with cats, they get out of whatever you put them in, right? So yeah, they need no. special suits it's... that they can't unfasten. Uh... It's... Sam, it's a onesie. Yeah. yeah, it's just a onesie. Ah, and you know what? I'm kind of grateful that I didn't need one of those. Like Dakota had no concept that, you know, there was anything wrong down there. Funny enough. I got very lucky because I thought for sure she was going to be like, I'm going to lick my stitches, mom. You know, and meanwhile, she's got a cone on her head or I thought Brew was going to lick the stitches and nope, he's too dumb to figure out that anything happened. So (laughs) no, perfectly for me. Like even with her shaved tummy right now, he's just like, we snuggle. And she's like, Oh, love of God, get away from me. So right now she's with daddy, you know, life is perfect all the time with daddy. Mummy horrible. But, you know, we didn't come to talk about dogs. What? This isn't the cat cast? Oh, this I know, right? This is <laughs> the pet cast? No, it is the cat cast. So no talking pet about cat. dogs. <laughs> I know. I the still dog get hate mail that's here. for that it's fine. cat quest to review. You do? Oh, yeah. When's the last no. one you got? I don't believe you. Um, month or two ago. <gasps> really? Oh, yeah. People that tweet me dumb. and are like, I don't like your review. They tweet you. Thanks. All right. It's also one of those, it's like, it's a review. Go eat a dick and go cry in a corner. <laughs> like, you. oh my God, your life is ruined because you didn't, like, love Cat Quest 2. Oh my God, you're a horrible person. Oh no. I oh mean, my God. No one complains about the score. It is always the fact that I put as a con, you can play as a dog. <laughs> I know, which is so. It's obviously a joke, but. No one can take it that No way. one seems to understand why. that. Gamers are stupid. Yes. It's like, hey, it's like, hey. hey dog owners, welcome to like, every day of a cat owner's life or that we have to deal with that. Speaking of reviews, same. <laughs> we'll talk about that one later. <laughs> what have wow. you been playing? <laughs> We're going to talk about that one later. <laughs> I'm not even going to bring it up. 
Yeah, that's uh, in the our, our in the list, and today. when that comes up, I'm just going to be like, Sam, take it away. I'm going to go make oh. coffee when that happens. Just, <laughs> it's going to be a while. That's a good time for all of us to go get yeah. a drink, go to the bathroom. Yeah. No, I want to I hear this. No, I've got, I've got the wireless headphones. I'm good. <laughs> I have to edit it later. I'll listen to it then. So, yeah. What we'll you talk about that Sam? one later. Besides so been... your review code. <laughs> So what have I been playing? What have I been playing? I've been playing a lot of Dragon Quest VI. You know, Ooh. the polished turd of the Zenithia trilogy. It's the polished turd. It's Matt, Matt said it, and he's yeah. absolutely right. He's a polished turd. So and I don't know how I feel about it other than the boss fights are crap, and I do not like them. Because it's a lot of, like, luck-based battles, which I'm just like, I can grind and grind and you're still doing luck bullshit? I hate you. Um, and then I beat him, and then I'm like, woohoo, my life is great. Um, <laughs> I, I got my shot the other day, so I've just been a miserable bitch. <laughs> Especially playing this game, because it's just like, no, 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 game. Fuck you. Fuck you. And then two minutes later, I'm like asleep with my DS in my face. Like, it's fine. Um, I've just hit the destiny drop section, so it's the stupid, you have to scale the mountain. And then it's really poorly designed in how it asks you to climb said mountain. And I'm just like, you know, I don't remember Dragon Quest five or four doing this bullshit. Sam, clearly you tried something new here. I have a concern. I have a concern. What? When's the last time you played a good game? (laughs) You know what? Uh, My other game that I'm playing, which is Ease eight is fantastic. Oh yeah. Yeah, That's really good. I've been playing that on my PS4, so it's not a game that I can play in bed or while I'm doing other stuff. Uh, Ease 8 is wonderful, and I love it. I only have one thing I don't like about it, which is the raids. Um, I hate the way the raids just randomly show up. Like, you could be, you know, working through a dungeon, and it just comes at the most inconvenient time. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. every time, and you're just like, but I just got to the boss! (laughs) Like... I'm going to go do the boss instead. These raids are dumb and I hate them. Um, but everything else about it is wonderful. Like I love the cast, like finding the castaways because I'm a sucker for that kind of level of collection. Like, Ooh, find all the people and they do all the different things. This is great. Um, the combat is just brilliant. It is so fast. It's so clean. And I just like, every time it's like, I get a flash move or flash guard. I'm just like, yep, I'm into this. This is great. I've been actually using other characters besides Adol, which has been kind of nice. Like, you have to. Well, it's funny. Cause like, I thought the game would be like forcing me. It's like, here's all these other characters, but also like, you could just use Adol and beat the game. And apparently that is true, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to use these other characters you, and see how they play. You can do that, but I wouldn't really recommend it. That kind of was what the feeling I was getting while I was playing it. Like I've since moved on to, the female character, and I like I like the way she plays a lot. Um, the the hoity-toity girl or the, the, hoity-toity. the crazy girl? Okay, I, I haven't got crazy girl yet. I'm actually nearing the end of chapter two. Okay, like that where I've left off. So I can't wait to play more of that. I think it's fantastic. And then I played a shitty game that we're going to talk about later because apparently I'm a glutton for punishment, and I can't review a game this year over a three. A three out of five? Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking great. Um, and my copy of Nocturne came in the mail, so I, I feel great. Because I don't have to play that shitty game anymore. It's so good. My life is good. <laughs> yeah, we're going to need to even, set up a foundation, let Sam play a good game this year even, at even some Dragon point. Even Dragon Quest 6 has its moments of being really bad. 
And then it has moments that are very good. And so I feel very confused sometimes with Dragon Quest VI. Like I did the bit about the Isle of Smiles and I was like, this is this is the best name for something. And then I got to the end of the quest and I was like, this is the worst. And then I was like, oh, wait, I get to control an island. This is bitching. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I've basically spent the last like two days playing Dragon Quest and watching Legendary. So my life has been pretty fantastic. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Somebody Even Dragon Quest Six is still Dragon Quest. Well, that's it. It's it's still comfort food, mm-hmm. and that's yeah. why even a bad Dragon Quest still has moments where it's like it's still comfortable. It still has elements that are fun. And again, I'm watching Legendary, which is such a cool show, while I'm playing Dragon Quest. And I'm just like, oh my god, girl, yes, you dance so good. And meanwhile, I'm like, fuck you, Dragon Quest. It's it's good. It's good. <laughs> I love you <laughs> if you if you hate six, I don't know how you're, you're gonna feel about Dragon Quest seven. Cause I know, I know, I've heard. I, I felt seven did the 3DS everything version. better. I only have the 3DS version, so good. that's good. That so is I'm good. basically sitting on. I have seven and eight still to play. Mm-hmm. I have the two monsters games on DS still to play. I still have Dragon Quest Builders one and two to play. So I still have lots of Dragon Quest, and I may, the next Dragon Quest game I play may not be one of the mainline ones next. We'll see where I'm at. Really? It's a good idea to take a break between six and seven. Yeah, because they're very similar mechanically wise with the job systems and the, and yeah, seven will be super long. So you're going, like, wait a minute, I just did all this. Yeah. I love seven. I love seven. But yeah, you you probably want to break after six. You're the one. Well, if anything, <laughs> let's put it this way. I played three Dragon Quest games last year, and I kind of regret doing that, because that was too much Dragon Quest. Um, Which so if three? Anything, I played, Which one, two, three? I played, I played the originals. I played the first three. Okay. And I, I liked them all for different reasons. I still think Dragon Quest Two is my least favorite that I've played. Like, I actually like one more than two. Um, oh, wow. One is my least favorite. One is short. That's why I like it more than two. <laughs> two did some really dumb things that I remember being angry about because when I bought the house last year and had no internet, that was the game I was playing. I feel so like I had they to... are both unfinishable without guides. Well, that was it. I had to. Oh, number most one of... is unfinishable without a guide? Yeah. <laughs> I did what? most of one without a guide. I, I think I only needed a guide towards the end because there was something I just wasn't thinking of. Two, I definitely needed a guide, and I remember I had to run That's, to, like, I remember a two lot. being worse than one in that regard. I had to so, go to a parking lot. Oh, oh, yeah. I'll definitely, I'll, I will let <laughs> one go if you at least admit two has some baloney. <laughs> two, two had, there was, like, a, a set of puzzles that I remember being like, I need to find internet, because we just didn't have it right away in the house. So I went to a parking lot, loaded it, a guide on my tablet, <laughs> oh, came wow. home. And then was like, okay, I got this. And I was she went to some never... random parking lot like, hey, hey, man, I need the Dragon just, Quest 2 info. Just need some Dragon Quest. I just need some internet. Hey, man, you, uh, you got any Dragon Quest 2? Yep, yep. <laughs> no, no, and I beat it. And, oh, my God, like, I was like, this game sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, that's why I was like, I need to take a break between 2 and 3. And 
I love three. Three, three is great. actually really I'm, wonderful. I am so excited mm-hmm. for the news that's about to that we're going to talk about later. But wait, there's one issue with that news, Anna, and I posted it on Twitter because I remembered there's that sliding puzzle in three. Yeah, and even in that beautiful HD, that. I, I am I just, just like, nope, no. I, I just I, I don't forget. see how they're going to be able to do that in 3D. I think they're going to have to change. There'll be changes. Yeah. Okay, because I was just like, if I have to do that stop again, worrying about it. Oh no! When you get to it, you 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 load up a guide, do exactly what they say, and then it's no longer traumatic, and you get through it, and you get to play the rest of the game that you the, like. Why? Why? Was, Chris, the problem with that puzzle yeah. in that in the version that I played, yeah. even with a guide, the problem is that the puzzle itself is fiddly. So you can do exactly what the guide says, and it still pushes you into the wrong area, or it's still just because you've slightly moved the wrong way or slightly well, done something. I would have. Was this like one of the ice puzzles or the sliding it's the, tiles? It's the sliding tile puzzle in yeah, the last yeah. dungeon. That weird one that has like it's all sliding puzzles. I was just like, no. Well, Fuck you, you know. No. <laughs> weird floaty looseness that doesn't control well is exactly the sort of thing you fix in a remake. Yeah. <laughs> now, never mind Somebody that they already else. did a remake, and I guess they didn't fix it in it. So I don't know how do I should feel about that. But <laughs> well, she was playing a version based on a mobile version. So yeah. Well, I mean yep. that. But still, that, that was the that was a remake, and they should have. That's oh, the yeah. third time they've made that game, right? Because they put it on NES and then SNES. And then this mobile version, and then the Switch version of the mobile version. Right? Oh, you're forgetting the Game Boy Color version. Oh my gosh! So it's the fifth time they've made the game, and they didn't fix it. So maybe, maybe I shouldn't be so hopeful. Oh. Hmm. All right. I mean, if they're in a completely different engine, they're going to have to figure out something. But that was a completely different engine. No, that was still flat 2D. But it's a it was a new engine. That was not the NES well, code okay. in there. I'll give you that. It was it was a new engine, yes. Uh, it Heck, wasn't the, the NES probably, code either. <laughs> <laughs> probably NES was easier because you had to move a whole block at a time. There was oh. no half blocks. There was oh, no diagonals. I wonder if that's what it is. You know, that very well could be. I mean, you were we locked go in look it up. four we directions. Go, someone's yep. got to go dig up an emulator and try the old one and let us know. I. I had no problem with it back in the day. But then again, my Dragon Warrior 1 through 3 came with, like, maps and guides and everything in the box. So all these problems people have these days with the first three games, I'm like, I had a map. Like, it came I with had, the box. I had you open the box three. and there's the map. You had I, I have no memory of the sliding puzzle. And when I Googled it, it came up with, like, Dragon Age stuff, which I don't know. To be honest, I don't remember it either. The biggest one I remember is in Dragon Quest Four when before you get Alina back in your party in Chapter Five. But if you say it's there, I don't doubt it because they, there's plenty of sliding ones around. I was very miserable, but also, Matt, what have you been playing? <laughs> yeah. So speaking of miserable, uh, oh. <laughs> I tried to uh, get super casual gaming this week. I was like, I need something to do when the Tampa Bay Lightning hockey games are on. I, I want, like, the most casual game. And I'm like, you know what? A freaking fishing game. That would be great, right? Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> you don't get more casual than that. Like, I could just like, listen to something biting. And I've heard Anna talking about The Legend of the River King. Oh. So I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll stick that Game Boy Color game on my... Uh, 
3DS here and I'll I'll play that. That's what I'll play. Oh my gosh. Like it it puzzled me like am I doing something wrong? Is it because I'm watching hockey and trying to do this? Like what is the problem? But I played that first Game Boy game for about an hour and a half to 2 hours and never caught a fish. Yeah, I was going to say you probably didn't catch anything. Nope. I got in a battle with a crow. I did not win that battle. Um <laughs> but <laughs> but like I, I never caught a fish. Like I started going online looking at guides. I'm like, how am I supposed to fish? It's a Game Boy Color game. Like the fish takes the bait. You reel in the bait. The reel. Like what? What's the problem? I even waited until the fish stopped moving, which I heard was supposed to. And I start reeling and yanks it right out of its mouth anyway. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. so then I did consult you guys and I was told that the DS one was much better. And I have I put like four hours into that. I like. I was watching movies last night. My wife fell asleep on the couch at like nine o'clock. And I'm like, oh, my God, free Netflix night in the bedroom. So, yeah, like yeah, <laughs> I had like four hours to Netflix and fish on uh, Mystic Valley. And I've had a lot of fun with that. Netflix and uh, Krill. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there you go. I couldn't couldn't work that in somewhere. I was like, yeah. eh. but there we go. I'm glad the uh, power of group think mm-hmm. or Chris think mm-hmm. did it. So, no, that's fine. I'm about four or five hours into it. Um, I think the only mistake I made, I was trying to sell everything to get a lot of money. And of, what is the next uh, event flag I need to do? This guy's like, oh, you need that white trout card. You know, you've got one of those, right? And I was like, you know what, dude? I literally just walked from the guy I sold it to. So now i got to catch five more of those same fish. But, <laughs> like, damn it. Yeah. I know. I was like, I, I, it's the only fish I've caught five of. There's like 25 different species of fish already, and mm-hmm. I've caught like one or two of each of them. But I know I caught five of those because they seem to be easy to spot. They were the biggest one on the map. And I'm like, OK, you know, I spent half an hour, caught the five, sold it, got a new rod and was all excited. And like, OK, let's advance the story. And to advance the story, I need the thing I just sold. So mm-hmm. Whoops. No, no big deal. It's easy enough. I can do that. I will say I love the way that you save the game in this game. Your sister's like stuck forever sleeping. Basically, she's like in a coma. And they're like, you know, you should sit and talk to your sister sometimes. And when you sit and speak to your little comatose sister, that's what saves the game. It's so macabre. That's depressing and yet adorable. Yeah, it's a little bit of both. It's like, oh, well, that's cute. Because they're like, you know, she probably hears you. You should sit and talk to her sometimes. Tell her what you're doing. And when I did, it was like, oh, that's how I saved the game. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, do you play an episode of Seinfeld to wake her up? What? <laughs> there was a very famous incident where some, a guy in a coma in the 90s woke up because he was hearing an episode of Seinfeld in the background. And thought it was Ooh. funny or thought it was terrible? <laughs> no, just something about... coma since the 90s? Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's like, like you, yeah. and he's like, turn that crap off! I mean, this was like when Seinfeld was at its peak. Oh, okay. Seriously, look it up. It's a true story. They ah, like so brought the, the guy times. to a taping. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry, that was a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, River King can be very challenging. And you're mm-hmm. always going to end up selling the thing that you would need for your next quest. Yep. 
Because it was easy to get. I guess, I guess that's probably why that's the event trigger. Mm-hmm. It, out of all the fish that I was catching, that was the one I was catching most of. So was it, the basket I have, I can only hold 10 fish. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I can try to build up my collection of all of them. It was like I had to pick and choose. Correct. Once I got the second of this, I was like, well, I might as well go catch all five of them. That'll net me a little bit of money. And they were worth the most. So why wouldn't I do that? Mm-hmm. Well, now I know why I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so... I might have to, like, read ahead in a guide just to, so I don't get trapped in that again. But it's enjoyable enough, whatever. In 30 minutes, I'll have five of those fish again. It won't be a big deal. It's okay. You're learning. Yep, I'm learning. You're learning. Then I, I've been uh, trying to slowly work my way through the uh, first Inazuma 11. Inazuma I, 11. I think it's Alex I've heard to- talk most about this through the years. I like Inazuma 11. I haven't heard you mention it so much, but maybe um, it's just... So, I ended up in Europe because we like football. <laughs> I like the song. <laughs> <laughs> I um, ended up trading some cross-stitching for some of the games the that only release, came out right? in PAL. Yeah. And I think at this point... You I ever played them. them? Yeah. Yeah, I did not. But that's why there's anime, so you don't have to play them. <laughs> I mean, the games are different from the anime. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I, I'm just, uh, I, I reached a part where I felt like I was getting a little close to needing the power level. And then sure enough, what opens up is the underground training facility where you can just kind of go in for free and just keep making it through the random rooms and do a match and everybody's stats go up, like all 11 of them at once. So that's been fun to do. I just like stop for a week and I'll do one of those every day between fishing matches. And then I've been playing the, you know, almost banned in Russia porn title, Metopia. What? (laughs) (laughs) This got like an 18. No, this got like an 18 plus rating in Russia because you're fair. Your characters sleep in the same room in the inn together. Yeah. And God forbid that two people of the same gender do that in Russia. Opposite gender. Dare they? Oh, sorry. Same gender. (laughs) Opposite gender. Opposite gender. Oh, whatever. How dare they sleep at all together? Russia Russia doesn't want anything but, uh, you know, 19th century values in there, so... (laughs) They, uh, but Metopia has been a blast. I didn't play it the first time around and I got the review code, so I'll be writing this up eventually. <laughs> it's a long game, kind of. Um, I mean, the battle systems are forgettable. I, I, I it's more fun listening to what they say and what yep. they do in the battles. And I definitely, um, I've been pulling people's faces from offline. I have no skills making a me, so I just look at people's codes on Twitter and have access to their entire library um, of different me's. And I got Jesus as my healer. And <laughs> I mean, some of the best screenshots I've been taking are when like Jesus comes up to and he's like, "Believe in yourself. I believe in you." Yep. And, <laughs> yep. Yep. And the like, dialogue in that game is Jesus. <laughs> Jesus died, and then my I, I used the thing to revive him, and it was like Jesus revived, and you know, that's great. <laughs> does he ever offer to drive for you? No, Jesus does he hasn't not taken take the, wheel. the wheel. No, all right. 
But he rides the horse sometimes, and who else do I have in my party? I got Batman. You don't have Batman's a donkey, do you? Because he's supposed to no. ride a donkey on Palms. I, okay. I have a, no, I got a rainbow unicorn. Well, nice. What exactly do you use to heal? Does he turn water into wine? Mm. I don't know. I think he eats a banana. <laughs> yeah, the healing in that game got, can be a little weird. You got weird. HP bananas. You got okay. HP bananas. You got MP candy, and uh, you have sprinkles that, like you as the, you can just sprinkle extra HP on people from time to time. I and think this might sprinkle be a little revive spell. <laughs> <laughs> you think? Well, you don't. You don't have to pick Jesus. You could pick Waluigi. I got Waluigi wait, wait, in my party. I got wait, Batman. Wait, why are those my only two choices? <laughs> I love Waluigi. He's the hero. He's the hero. He's my hero. I've got my my Dark Lord is Luigi, and that was just because the guy didn't have a Mario face. The second I can get to the point, because I hear at some point I can change who the Dark Lord is. My Dark and... Lord is always Sean. Sean Cooper, a.k.a. Lucifer, from back in the day. Yep. He's the perfect Dark <laughs> yep. Lord if you're a fan of the old show. <laughs> oh. I'm going to make it Mario because Luigi, right. he's too good. He's too good to be the Dark Lord. He's but... the person cinnamon roll. He can't be the bad guy. Well, have you seen him pass you in Mario Kart? No. Oh, oh that's true. So, uh, other than that, uh, th- that's been a quite a few bu- different games. And, you know, podcast galore this week because we had a very special 35th anniversary that we'll talk about later. Yes. Yes. On this very special episode of Blossom. Wait. <laughs> what? On this very special episode <laughs> of Backtrack. Yes. It's like a, it, and it's a thing they used to do when episodes would all of a sudden have a serious. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. That was, a, that was a very time. 90s commercial opening. Basically, think every episode of um, Degrassi. <laughs> okay. I was going to say Full House. Well, she's from Canada. Works. I watched all the original Degrassis. Me Egbert. too. Since it was Those were know, good. Canadian. Yep. <laughs> we, we, we saw episodes of Degrassi in school, usually during like um, human studies type classes where you learn about... What? The sex ed type classes. Oh. Why oh, did you watch Canadian episodes public television? Because we didn't have any good educational TV about real life issues well, in the U.S. Anna, here's the yeah. issue. They had Sweet Valley High, which was fucking wholesome. We had Degrassi, which had real world issues. Mm. <laughs> I mean, my sex ed classes were putting condoms on wooden penises. So. Yeah, we well, never did it. that, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm that. I'm from Kansas, so I only know abstinence only. Yep. She still hasn't seen a penis. Because <laughs> God, God forbid wow. you, know, you actually teach kids about STDs or anything important. It's like, nope. Don't don't fuck. We got to blow up <laughs> condoms like balloons. Not go out there and help those cows mate. <laughs> it was great. You guys' sex ed was boring. Mine was fun. No, Vaughn Von is, Von is very confused now. <laughs> uh, you have to take a sex ed right until you let, you know, certain premiers in and then they take it away because how dare you want to talk about consent uh, or, you know, LGBT issues or, I don't know, just about fucking. <laughs> how, 
Again, how dare yeah. you think of the children? I don't know what the the rules are on Twitch, but maybe we should move on to a new topic. <laughs> what? I hey, no. There is nothing wrong with a wooden penis. Okay. <laughs> oh boy, I, was, I, I do want to butt in here and say Anna. So no, talking no about butts. Canadian no, TV, no more butts. <laughs> I finished up the TV series Heartland last night. What is oh, yeah? I have blown through that in the past six months. All uh, I'm 13, just interrupting. Tag. Oh, good. Thank you. <laughs> you know, better late sure. than ever. <laughs> I think he did it when Sam started so that talking. Was, that was a wholesome show there. <laughs> I, I need to actually get around books. to watching that one. That that was... It, it, what it is was Heartland? great to have out in the background. It's about horses. Um, it's about horses. That's about it. There's a big family that lives on a farm with horses. Isn't that the mayor of Eastland or whatever? It's kind of slice of life, but it's more yes, about that's... the horses than the humans. Wait, it's based so on it's, a book series. So it's Horseland? Like that cartoon? No, oh. Heartland. Oh, boy. Heartland. But it's they have more like about the horses going on, the so it's interesting to be like, hey, what's this? It's a phone I can touch. Ooh, what? look, our phone flips open. So <laughs> what? in six months, I've gone from 2000, like, Six to Heartland catching up to modern times. Fourteen first look roundup. Yep. Okay. Matt, I'm going to ask you then a different question. Have you watched the other great wholesome Canadian television show, Kim's Convenience? Yes, love it. And I believe I think hearing you now talk over. about it, the I know. The full gem experience uh, is not available outside of Canada, unfortunately. That was my that is my favorite wholesome show that I rewatch. All the time because I'm just. Tell us about that, that show, Sam. Has the last Can season dropped? Uh, for Netflix, no, but on CBC Gem, yes. Okay. So if I you can find, find a way to get then. access through CBC Gem, you can do it that way. If not, I feel like with Netflix, it should be soon. Because it only ended about like a month and a half ago. Matt, this yeah, Heartland show looks like a soap opera. Are Which you means sure? you yeah, like but it. It's- it's less dramatic, though, because it, it's are, something you can hold on. With are the, the plots would the plots all fall apart if people just talk to each other? Usually, yes. Okay, then no, I <laughs> want nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like a. It, it would be. It would be a show, though. They never once mentioned sex or anything on this. I two hundred episodes, and it is like as wholesome as it gets. Like, like oh, does this boy like me? Oh, oh my god, does he kiss. like me? Oh my god. But, well, I mean, 90% Vaughn is laying is. into me for criticizing you for talking about a show that's like a soap opera. How dare I? <laughs> People are allowed to like wholesome content, okay? Right. I'm that's, not wholesome, I, but that's I, I okay. I know, it's just, I Chris, have this thing about plots that fall apart if people would just, you know, talk Chris to each other. Chris is very bitter because he spent five I, years watching no, a soap opera. No, it was two years, and when... The two things broke me. One, when the character went into the shower and came out as a different actor. And then two... (laughs) And then two... (laughs) When the same plot would start happening to different people on the same show. And it was like the same plot. And it was like... And there's no acknowledgement of it. And it was very frustrating. Like, okay, I see what this is. There's no payoff for any of this. So I'm out. I'm just over here sitting trying to think of Canadian shows that I've watched. And you can't do that thus, on television. 
Well, yeah, there's that, but I also realized that technically Reboot was from Canada. Oh, first. yeah. So it was Beasties. Yeah, the same company. Uh, oh, I'm and sorry. It, uh, what was it called in the Beast States? Wars. Beast Wars? Yeah. Beast Wars. Beast Wars. And it tells you the differences between the Canadian and American values because apparently the Americans had a huge issue with the girls' boobs in the Canadian version, and they had to give her a uniboob in the U.S. version. For what? What? I'm blanking on her name now. Vaughn will Who, tell Dot? Me. Yeah, Dot. Like, standards and practices so just she, had, like... She, a, had, um, she had cleavage, and they had, yeah. they had to censure the cleavage. Yeah. Look, there were a lot of fantastic Canadian programs. Ready or Not was great. I was a big fan of Cyber 6. Like, if you've never watched Cyber 6... Please right. go watch it. It's amazing. I'm still on this Heartland show. I've been looking for <laughs> no, trailers. No, more Heartland. no, he keeps no, telling no, me it's no. about the horses, We're but I haven't on. seen Chris, any horses talk to each other Chris. yet. Chris, what <laughs> have you been? Chris, Chris, what have you been playing this week? She's oh. a horse whisperer. She talks to the. She horses. talks to the horses. Oh, but they don't talk. There back. you go. Well, you said it was no, about they don't them. Talk back. Like they should have characters and personalities. Chris. No Chris. one ever does that. Chris! That one in- Hi. What have him. you been playing this week? <laughs> I pl- um, I've been playing Celasta, Crown of the Magister. I got early access to it because I was a backer of it, and I've been loving the hell out of it. Awesome. It is, um, so it is a, um, it is a, what do, what do we call it? Um, it is, uh, a tactical RPG. Um, with the D and D rule set. Okay. Fifth edition. Fifth edition. So they use the open game license. So they've got that rule set, but completely different. Um, you know, world system and stuff. So they'll have the same spells and battle system type stuff and races, but they don't have like the the same setting of like Forgotten Realms and stuff like that. So, um. You, uh, but here's the thing. So, um, so that means it's not really a D and D license, but it is D and D in structure and they have the battle system feels like the actual tabletop game. And it's amazing in that, um, if you're familiar with other games, uh, you might be thinking, Oh, a D and D tactical game. So this is like what Baldur's gate or something. And like, well, you see sort of. Except instead of being real time with pause, and I don't mean Hi. you, Anna. Um, it <laughs> it is turn based, so more like a traditional tactical RPG, and also how the game actually works when you play on the tabletop because it's turn based on the tabletop. You roll initiative, then you go in that order, and then you know you can hold actions, but that's about it for getting out of the boundaries of your turns. And what I found is that the way that this game does it turn based with the actual strict rule system and the spells and all that just really makes it feel like you're playing a tabletop experience. But one, of course, without any of the having to mess with keeping track of initiative orders and all that stuff, and all the, you know, the administration that you want the GM to do so that you don't have to. And also, um, but, but it, 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 so it feels authentic in that sense. Um, and it gives you that feel of like min maxing your, your D and D character. And it just feels good. I don't know. I'm just really having fun playing it. Uh, I really enjoy the battle system uh, until you get into some battles that you're just way overpowered and then it just kind of drags because there's no there's nothing at stake. You're going to win that battle, so it's just kind of slow to go through all the turns to get done with it. 
which I would say is the only downside I've had. Story is fine. It feels like a D&D campaign. I mean, it's it's not the best writing ever or anything, but it ain't bad and it's it's enjoyable. It's it's fun to read and go through. They've got a lot of um the 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 writing style is very much like having a party full of sassy party members that quip about everything, kind of like I guess that's kind of the meme for the genre right now is to have um if you're re- watching someone go through a D&D campaign, everyone's kind of a smart ass, right? So um mm-hmm. so they go with that. Um they and do you not- get to make decisions about who talks in a conversation. Yeah. It sort of defines the tone. I mean, you get a few joke choices, but they're not really like branching paths or anything like that. So don't go thinking that's what's going on. But um, they do give those to you in the context like this person can talk and it will do a persuasion check and they're really good at persuasion. Or this person can talk and do like an intimidation check. Uh, so they have that sort of stuff going on. So um, I pretty much have my halfling, my halfling, my halfling, um, uh, what do we call a uh, golden tongued person who's just really good at speech skills uh, do everything because <laughs> she's plus 12 at her roles on it. Uh, and it's amazing. <laughs> it's like, and then occasionally you fail anyway. And it's like, Oh my gosh, but you just have to own it. got to own it. Always own these things because they'll give you other ways to deal with situations and it'll work out. And um, if if you're a good GM, it doesn't matter if you fail the roles. You still, it's all about having fun and seeing what does happen, rather than min maxing and having exactly what you predicted to have happen happen. So, uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. I highly recommend it if you're into that like uh, um, isometric D and D style game. Um, uh, technically, the camera is movable, so it's not isometric. But uh, if if you've always thought like I wish like the battle system was more strictly turn based, like the tabletop, or I wish that Someone did a good take on that that was turn-based. I think they've done it here. So if you've ever had any interest in that or wondered what that would look like, check this out. Highly recommended. Um, I've played another game this week and finished it. Which is? Super Metroid. What? I played Super Metroid on the Switch. I started that last week, but I did finish it. Um, and uh, yay, eight hours and 50 minutes. And Kelly, Kelly, no, I did not save the animals for two reasons. One, I couldn't remember where they were, and by the time I think I got to where they were, I was down to like 30 seconds left. And I'm like, uh, I don't want to do this whole escape sequence again. I'm running. <laughs> Th- those are valid reasons, because I couldn't <laughs> tell you for the life of me where they are either. I think I just had to go down the little hole that you pass on the way back out to the ship. But yeah, I I just didn't want to do that whole fight with Mother Brain again, and even with rewind in the emulator, I had a lot of trouble, <laughs> but I got through it. And uh, you know, the the nice thing about rewind is it gives you that ability to learn the boss's patterns and how to dodge them and stuff. Um, by without having to reload and go through all the backtracking, so that's good. But also, if you really want to abuse it, it, makes you feel like the Matrix. Like, oh, I know this is coming here. I'm gonna rewind right here, and I'm gonna jump. Ha <laughs> ha! I can dodge bullets. <laughs> I know kung fu. Nice. <laughs> so that's uh, that's how I got through. Oh gosh, you know the the worst boss in that game for me was um, um, the guy who like grabs you and goops you into his chest and then drags you to the ceiling. He's awful. Um, uh, I'm I don't I remember, but that sounds somewhat familiar. I, I think he was worse than Ridley, even. So, all right. Well, anyway, so I finished that. So two games. Um, unfortunately I'm, I'm just a tech guy, so I'm not good at talking about them all. So 
Hey, nobody, Kelly. Nobody, nobody to reaffirm me. Good what have God. you been playing? <laughs> well, Sorry, Chris. See, Sorry where to, to hear start? That. Where to start? So, I'd finished. Um, I'd finished No Straight Roads last week. It was a cute game, even if it was short. And I was, I saw that Anna had started Nexomon. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I, that way we can have talk about the same game next week. I will start Nexomon. Yes. And holy crap, that game is funny. Because if you if you watch watch my Twitter at all, Redrock nine six three, I've been posting some of the funniest screenshots. And that it, it's a Pokemon clone, and you kind of get you're kind of given a cat companion named Coco, and Coco has some of the funniest lines I've ever read in a video game. Coco Just, is the best. Like when you get your Nexomon badge for the first time and your character's like standing in the air triumphantly, Coco's like, um, what are you doing? Are you going to do that every time we get a new badge? Uh, you know. <laughs> I remember that uh, one. That was good. Another one was um, you, you get in a side quest with a spooky tree. And Coco's like, hey, this is a side quest. We could just pretend that we never met him. And the best part of that spooky tree side quest is after you finish it, you meet all sorts of people that are like, don't talk to the spooky tree in the forest. But the spooky tree in the forest had good loot for that quest that was really easy to do. Yeah, no, I I did the quest for the spooky tree. So, yeah, so Nexomon, it's a Pokemon clone, but it has a lot of quality of life features that kind of make it a lot better than pokemon like you get all sorts of items in your key items inventory that give you passive bonuses to gold and experience and finding certain types of nexomon and you can get all of these via like short little side quests like oh give this guy like five potions and he'll give you a bunch of stuff or there's also huge side quests that are marked with a yellow star that where the you can get like really good stuff from those, and um, what else is there? You can give your uh, little Nexomon cores to give them more um, EXP or like better stats and stuff. So I've got like twenty five percent EXP on all of my Nexomons, so that the main ca- when the main Nexomon gets uh, EXP, the other ones get twenty five percent, so that there's a passive bonus. Though I I will admit I prefer the universal experience share for that, mm-hmm. but it's something. It is. I'll have to say when I started playing that, that didn't exist. Like the first two weeks it came out, that wasn't a thing. And all the little what is it the shards that you find like everywhere? Yep. Um, mm-hmm. there was a problem with their respawn rate. Like they wouldn't respawn for days, or like just wouldn't respawn at all. So I had to put that game like aside for a solid week to just wait for the patches to come through to fix that because I reached a point where I just I couldn't get stronger and like just the uh, also what was going on in the wild they had the version the third version of the Nexomon appearing in the wild way too soon in the game hmm. so that was like one of the week two week three patches was to push the level of next so not not even the level but what um evolution level they were farther down the road and make the respawn rate be something like 
20 minutes on those things. So you could actually go through a dungeon, come out, kind of go through that dungeon again, get a lot more shards. Um, but <laughs> that's my biggest memory of that early game was like, this is so much fun, but this is way too hard. I can't do it. I'm not making progress. And then like the next day I see a blog post where they'd already fixed it on Steam and it was going to take a week and a half to roll out to switch users. Yeah, because you have to launch your patches. Uh, uh-huh. I, I'm glad that they put quality of life improvements in the game to make it a lot a lot more accessible. Because I have to admit, I wouldn't have put up with that crap initially. Yeah, because other than that, it's a lovely like late 90s, early 2000s Pokemon clone. Yeah. My, my one complaint about it is that I haven't really liked a lot of the Nexomon designs. They feel like they're a little bit too try-hard, trying to, too much to be Pokemon. And not like good Pokemon, like first-gen, like fifth-gen <laughs> crappy design Pokemon. <laughs> but that being um, said, some of the ones that I've got I love, like my starter was the Wind Kitty. And I liked that one for a while, but then put it in the background because it was getting way too much EXP and I was trying to level up all the others. And then I ended up with the Fire Kitty that it was Anna's starter. And I was like, okay, I should have picked this one in the first place because this one is awesome. Not only does it hit like a truck, but it's got speed out the wazoo. You know what we did? When she said to pick a starter, we brought up a guy and she like Googled best starters in Nexamon. And we looked through, all right, which is the one that's the cutest? <laughs> Uh, that's all you do in these games yeah well but like we went the right response we we narrowed down to like what are the best ones all right from the top down what which is the one that's the most cat-like and you would you would like both and that's what we settled on yep (laughs) i mean that's how i pick my pokemon starter every Mm. time it's not who looks the most effective it's well you only have three choices there yeah (laughs) here in nexamon you had like what was it eight yeah you have one for every element yeah Mm mm-hmm Okay. Including normal. Yep. You can straight up have an unelemental starter. So what you're all saying is I should play this game. It is really good. And like you can get a physical copy for not that much. I think it regularly goes on sale for about fifteen or twenty dollars. Yeah. I was lucky. I picked up that physical copy um like right at release, but I had to order it on Walmart.com and they shipped it from a new- New York wall. It wasn't even like walmart.com. It was like internal and like it got shipped to my local Walmart from somewhere in New York, <laughs> like a Walmart in that store. I had to wait for it to come out. Then I could see where it came. It, it was kind of really weird. It wasn't on Amazon for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, I don't Which know what funny happens that's... with the distro of that product. It was weird. Which is funny because that's exactly how my mother-in-law sent it to me for my birthday. She just ordered it from my Amazon wish list. Yeah. And nope, that yeah. uh, it was not on there. Like it, I don't. I, I want to say it didn't even have, or no, it was something like it, it came out in September, October, but like it was going to be like November first before Amazon had it or something. Like the listing was very <laughs> weird. That sounds like they made an agreement with a distribution company and the distribution company sold it, but they weren't very timely in getting it out to people. Mm-hmm. Not that I have any experience with that. <laughs> <sighs> so what's also hilarious is that so um, Nocturne came out on Tuesday 
and I was expecting my copy of Nocturne to get here, and then Amazon sent me an email. It was like, your copy of Nocturne got lost. We will refund you. And I'm like, son of a bitch. That was, that was what I was going to play tonight. And I was super mad, and I was bitching about it in, a, in Discord, and Josh um, J. Scarp is like, why don't you play Kiseki? Because he'd been trolling me with wanting to play uh, the Crossbell games for like... Yes, a- yes. And, and I was like, no, I'm planning on playing Nocturne. Wait, I had just literally just finished uh, Rainbow Skies. And I was getting ready to start the post game. And holy crap, I finally have an out for this game. Because if I start Kiseki, then I won't want to play keep playing the stupid Rainbow Skies, which I don't know why I rolled credits on that. The story in that game is so stupid, but the gameplay is so fun. So I, I, yeah. So I immediately got my Vita, booted it up, started playing through the intro, and it was like, okay, this feels like coming home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Zero no Kiseki, the game that takes place like right after, I think, Trails in the Sky the Third. Correct. Yes. Because you're going to meet so, some people. Yeah. Well, it's like right away, the opening quest, I recognize Randy and Tio and whoever the other girl was. And it's like, oh, that's who those people were in Trails of Cold Steel 4? So I will say um, Americans kind of got a big disservice not getting these games before the other two uh, Cold Steel games came out. Because I feel like a lot of stuff is going to make sense now. Yep, but I mean, I mean we we know they're coming. Yeah, oh no, yeah. No, I, I get it. Um, what I'm hoping is going to happen is I'm going to play through these games and then we'll get an announcement. And I was like, well, there you go. I, I willed it into existence. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, I'm planning. Go ahead. Matt. I was going to say, um, I'm halfway through the next one. I beat Zero earlier this year. Or right at the end of last year, because I, I, when we did our backtrack, when we started doing, took over backtrack, and we started with Trails the Third, and right after I finished Trails the Third for that backtrack, I went straight in to Zero and plowed right through it, um, and then was like still so excited. I went into uh, what is it, Trails of Azure, or yeah. the next one, Trails of it was called like Ao, the yeah Azure whatever, it's but Crossbell too. Yeah, yeah. Crossbell 2. Um, I went straight through it, hit a major event in that that is referencing Cold Steel, and, like, emotionally got... And then there's, like, a chapter called, like, Interlude. And I was like, whoo, <laughs> I gotta save it here. This is this is, this is has been a lot of trails recently. Plowing yeah. through the second half of third, and then Crossbell 1 and half of Crossbell 2. But I, I gotta pick that up at the beginning of this summer. I think that's what I'm gonna do when I'm done with Metopia here. That'll be my... Uh, That'll be my game, and I want to get through that and get through the crossbells so I can finally get back, because I, I, I did wait. I did wait on Cold Steel. I haven't played 2, 3, or 4. Because I was going to ask you, Matt, I'm glad you're on, how do, have how have you been playing Crossbell? Or how did you play I, Crossbell? I did it on the Vita, the PSP um, translation. Okay. Because that's what I'm doing, because I'm sacrificing quality for convenience, because Josh mm-hmm. has played both the PC versions, and I, I yeah. this is like my bedtime wind-down game. But 
I also encountered a major bug that kind of freaked me out, and that when you go to the recipe menu in the PSP version, it uh, crashes. You can't cook. Yeah. In the first game, you can't cook. In the second one, you can. Okay, uh, good. And, you know, the first one is, I wouldn't say it's a bad translation. It's, you know, kind of 90s-ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's and then, pretty literal is the way that I've heard it described. Yeah, well, I yeah, when I was dry. doing some reading... When I was doing some reading, I found out that it was a translation that wasn't even supposed to be out, that it leaked. And yeah. the translation team was just like, screw it, you can have it, um, you'll be able to understand the story, I just don't expect this to fix anything. And so for the second one, I loaded it up, and I think I must have done this like three years ago, put it on my Vita. And the second one was started off Google Translated. And I was like, oh, heck no. Nope, not going to do that. Then I went back and looked, and somebody went through and fixed that up like about a year, year and a half ago. And holy cow, the second one reads beautifully. The second, like the fan translation PSP second one is beautiful. And then you know what just came out this past week is the Geofront translation for the second one. Mm -hmm. So if you'd like to be a little bit more legal than uh, Kelly or me, you know, go buy the game in China and... So Apply the American patch. The um the nice thing about the GeoFront <clears throat> translations is Hatsu um cons- kind of consulted on them. Mm-hmm. Who and Brittany was kind of like the leading force behind all of the previous translations, both at Exceed and at Nisa. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having her sort of take a look over it and help them standardize terminology and like make sure that everybody's personality is staying consistent. Um, I think really helps those translations. Mm-hmm. But as yeah. Kelly said, like the portability for me is key because I, I will be playing this entire series on portable. Yeah. At the end and, of the day. And I mean, when, if the games do eventually come out in English officially, I will be buy, buying them even if I don't get to them for, for a while, just in mm-hmm. case, uh, that you know that way I put my money where my mouth is, but also if I've just finished them, I'm not going to want to play through them again right away. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I'm with Matt. I kind of want the convenience, but man, Josh keeps posting screenshots of the chess jokes, and some of those are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I screenshotted every single one of those in Trails the Third, <laughs> and it, and in Second Chapter. <laughs> Somewhere I have like a 500 image file of all my Vita screen caps of those games. I'm going to tell Hatsu that. She will be so happy. But (laughs) as long as you got through the entire game and didn't need to cook once, then I feel a lot better now because I'm PMing PMing Josh. It's like, do you have to cook? Because there's a game-breaking bug in this translation patch. Yeah, there's also one or two casino games you can't play. And I uh, there's something else in the menu that you can't open. But it was like I was two thirds away through the game and didn't even realize it was on the menu. I was like, "Oh, I don't need that. Yeah. I don't need the help thing. I'm two thirds away through." <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the help menu isn't translated at all because that's Correct. all uh, uh, image files. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to get through the game to get the the gist of the story, and then I'll- oh, you will. It's it, it it's excellently done for that. I mean, you're not going to and- miss anything. And the fact that Josh said that it's wonderfully paced is um, has it me is. excited. I'm still in the prologue right now. And I'm also happy that now I know where Cop the Cat comes from. <laughs> I think that's how you say his name. Cop? Cope? 
cup the thing. one that lives on the roof yeah yep because there's this because <laughs> in cold in cold steel i think three and four there's side quests that involve cape and uh oh. celine it's very cute nice <laughs> what a good combination she likes him <laughs> But and, and yeah, my copy of Nocturne eventually got here. I've been playing through it on well, one, I had to improve the box art because there was something noticeably noticeably missing from the box art. Ah, was were you uh missing the featuring Dante from Double May Cry? Yes. Yes. And uh, let me tell you, printing that sticker was a pain in the ass because my printer was not working Friday or Thursday when the game got here. Cause something was something was up with the network, and so I I hit print and it wouldn't print. So I just like fine, I'll mess with this after work it's for a dumb joke, and then like an hour and a half later, my husband messages me and is like, um, were you printing something? Like yeah, I was like okay, I was just making sure somebody didn't hack our printer, because all these <laughs> de- featuring Dante from Devil May Cry stickers print. <laughs> uh, no way, it printed. It printed from the bottom trace. It's just Dante from Devil May Cry buttons. So <laughs> that's epic. Yeah, what a what a length I was going to go to for a joke because I was going to buy the stickers, but the stickers were way too big and would have taken up the whole case. So aside from that, yeah, I am playing Nocturne. I I did buy the Dante DLC as well as the DLC map that lets you um, get. EXP items and money items just to kind of make the game a little bit easier. And also a, a pro tip for people that want to play this on easy mode, you have to download the easy mode from the eShop. It's yeah, not like in Japan, in you had to beat the game once to unlock easy mode. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah, uh, b- bother, <laughs> bother that nonsense. <laughs> it's an explicit tag. You can say fuck that shit. Fuck, fuck that, that shit. shit. <laughs> There you go. Do you feel better? There we go. Do you feel better? That was amazing. You need to feel better when you say that. It's so released. It's good. It's released. You need to feel things. Because the the PS2 version kind of broke me a little bit because of how difficult it was. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty infamous for, like, not liking that game because of how hard it was. And not only that, I... I had bought it when it was out of print, so I paid 80 bucks for it and was frustrated because I got one of the bad endings because I didn't realize that they didn't bother to program in a neutral ending. So I, I'm i on record as hating this game, and then you know this version comes out, and there's an easy mode and kind of quality of life features that are much nicer. So, and yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I didn't realize so, you weren't done. Thus far, I'm playing in easy mode. Yeah, it is pretty easy. I think in easy mode, they really throttled the encounter rate because I like barely had four demons at all, much less extra demons in my party because I've gotten in so few encounters. That sounds awesome. So I wonder if I need to bump, because you can select difficulty um, on the fly. So I wonder if I need to bump up to normal, catch a few monsters, and then bump it back down. I don't know. I, the encounter rate was so badly overtuned in the original. Yeah. So I don't know. I'll have to experiment with that and get back with you. But the game plays much faster. I don't remember if the original was voiced. 
Okay, so there's voice acting in this one, which is nice. It actually gives the character personality, and or the character's personality, and it makes a much difference. Um, I, I named my Demi Fiend Batty McBadface. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I did see that on uh, Twitter. Yep. Sam, you're rubbing <laughs> off on people. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, I, I, I just wanted a very the stupidest name I could think of for the Demi Fiend. And I think for his nickname, it's Evil Doom Batty McBadface. Love it. So... Um, yeah, the, and yeah, the the battles feel like they go by much quicker than in the PS2 version, and overall the game just feels like a lot more streamlined. So I'm going to see how much further I get. I, I was running around in the DLC maps that I bought yesterday just to, you know, get some gold and some uh, EXP items and stuff, and... I'm not sure when the Matador fight's going to take place. I just got to Ginza which is kind of like out of the tu- basic tutorial area. So we'll see how much further I get. And I, at this point, I'm kind of on the fence whether I'm going to continue this or beat Nexomon and then go back to this. So has anyone talked to you about the importance of pixie DNA? Not yet. All right. So Sounds like the beginning of an infomercial. <laughs> Have you learned about pixie DNA? (laughs) Hey, Chris, what's that crazy silver stuff? Oh, colloidal silver. (laughs) Has anyone talked to you about pixie DNA? All right. So, um, this might be a little spoilery. So, if you don't want any spoilers for SMT Nocturne, you should uh, fast forward the podcast for a few minutes. All right. So, here's the deal. The very first pixie that you catch or tame or negotiate is actually plot relevant. Okay. So once you and pulling a pixie back out of the demon compendium is not the same pixie. So. There are things that are going to happen later in the game that associate back with that pixie. And if you want to unlock that particular part of the storyline, you either need to have the original pixie that you started with, or you need to keep track of your pixie DNA. Oh. So if you fuse that original pixie, make sure you write down the name of the demon that is the result because that demon has original pixie DNA in it. Okay. And you can track that ancestry of the original pixie through the demons. And so when something comes up later in the game that references back to that original pixie, you either need to whip out the original pixie or her descendant. Okay, because I think I did fuse her, but I think that her result was a fairy of sorts. I, I, I have so few demons at this point that I think I know exactly which character it is. So, now you know the mystery of pixie DNA. <laughs> this is going to be interesting. Does this lock the like any of the Dante stuff? I have no idea. Okay, because I, I started. You don't know what it's for because you never finished that game, did Correct. you? Correct. 
No, I peaced I, out after <laughs> the first dungeon because the first dungeon homed me to the face, and I was like, nope. Because that original pixie like joins you because she needs to get get out of help you get out of the hospital. Yes. And I think she's the I'm pretty sure she's the one that teaches you how to talk to demons. I, I skipped so, all yeah. the tutorials. Yeah, because I skipped all of the tutorials because it's like I've been here, done this, I know what I'm doing. Yep. So um yeah, I will I'll, thank you for telling me that. I need to remember that and just remember I probably just need to open a note on my phone and write down what I turn those monsters into as I progress. Yep. But I have I have so few monsters at this point. I'm I'm glad you said something. I was like, do I need to reboot my game? <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah, I should be good. So and and yeah, I, I started up the game in Maniac's mode, which replaces Rido with Dante. Okay. Apparently um, the Pixie thing is part of true demon ending. Oh gotcha. So that's probably why I got a shitty ending when I played the PS2 version. Yeah, I mean there are well, multiple I mean, there's endings. Probably a true five angel or, and a true neutral, five right? Or six? No, there is no neutral ending. Oh. Did they add one for this version? I don't know. Yeah, we wouldn't know yet. I wish they would have. I kind of hope they did. Because that, that was my thing when I played the PS2 version, and it's like, you're supposed to side with one of your school companions, and it's like, I don't like either of these people. They're kind of dickheads. Yeah, and unlike <laughs> I feel like SMT4, they dealt with that SMT4, right? Yeah, in SMT4. Um, or 4A, I guess. I don't know. Well, no, in SMT4, there there is, you can side with, air quote, good. You can side with, air quote, evil. Or you can be like, neither of you guys are right. I'm outie. And, no thanks, bye! And SMT4 Apocalypse presumes that middle of the road ending yes. as canon. And of course, <laughs> SMT4 kind of tricks you because you have three party members um, that you interact with. And so you kind of start to think that each one of them is associated with an ending. <laughs> and then Novar dies. Hey. Yep. Spoilers. Also, um, for a 10 year old game. <laughs> well, well, then what about Nocturne? You, you kind of figure out that Navarre dies because he shows up in the sequel as a ghost. Hmm. That explains why that, you were that, like, what do you mean Navari's in this one? <laughs> when I told you that. <laughs> but yeah. I also played I also played four before I became a Matt Mercer stan, and now I want to go back and play it just to follow his character's route. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think I did a, a neutral path in SMT four apocalypse, so I did neutral both times because especially in SMT four Everyone's a douchebag in that game. Everyone Everybody. sucks. Nobody wins. So it's just like, I'm going to take the path of least resistance because I hate all of you. <laughs> <laughs> that was how my brain was kind of working. I can't remember an apocalypse which ending. I, I actually think I got like the quote unquote good ending when I played it because I think I reviewed it for us. And I was like, I, I got an accidental ending. Yay. I don't and also, remember. after I showed Josh the the final area map in Apocalypse, it's like, you know what, maybe I won't replay these anytime soon. 
What? You don't like the giant dungeon of friggin' doom? Oh, that dungeon, like, I don't know how I got through that, even I with that map. <laughs> yeah. I was In never going to make it through that on no my own. Guide. Oh, I that's right, because that. you had to review it. I'm I was sorry. the reviewer. I was miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I, and again, I, I remember liking that game a lot, but I was also just like, this last dungeon is awful, and I wish I had had a guide. <laughs> Then I never reviewed another SMT game for us ever. It's probably a good choice. It's probably a good choice. <laughs> All right. I have also been playing Nexomon, as previously mentioned. Um, I'm, I'm in the back of my head. I'm almost a little worried about going back to mainline Pokemon games because there are so many little quality of life things that I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to live without them sort of idea. Because like, <laughs> Being able to just look at your Pokedex and see what level things evolve at, that's really nice. It's nice to not have to leave the game to figure stuff out. Mm -hmm. And like when you go to catch a Nexomon, it actually gives you a very transparent breakdown of your chance to catch something. And it's like, uh -huh. does this have a status effect? Are you using a Nexomon trap that matches the element of the Nexomon? How weakened is it? Um, have you fed it any food? And in fact, when you go to feed a food, there's no mystery about, does it like this particular food? Am I going to have to experiment? No, it, the food percentage is just displayed there. Yep. And you can flip through all of your food and see which one it enjoys. And if you don't want to do that, you can look in your Pokedex and underneath the um, Nexomon, it'll be like, here are the three foods that it likes. It's like, this is also transparent and obvious. And why has Pokemon never done this? Well, that would be too easy. Couldn't sell a strategy guide. Ooh. But yet, in the most recent Pokemon, they show which moves are effective against stuff. Just like in the menu after you've used it at least once, and Nexomon doesn't do that. That's true. But also, I find that memorizing which things are strong against what is a little bit easier and a little bit more intuitive in Nexomon than it is in Pokemon. Mm. Because there's That's a true. smaller number of types. And I find that the setups make more sense to my brain than Pokemon does sometimes. Yeah, that that's true. Why are dragons weak to ice? Uh, ice Age. I am the fire dragon of the ice cave. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, beyond that, I have been streaming Yakuza Like a Dragon weekday mornings at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. I am in the final chapter. And in fact, I kind of did some Yay! grinding Yay. last night. I went down into the sewers and I found some metal slimes. Oh, yes. Known as hobos. The hobos. <laughs> and they only take one or two damage every hit. And they're a little bit challenging to hit. So what I've done is um, uh, the guy with the silver hair. Oh, June. Cream pop star. Uh, That's what I kept calling him. Yeah. <laughs> I know uh, who you're talking about. Uh Junhee? Junhee. Uh something Jun like that. Um and that's I not don't... even his real name. But anyways. 
Um, he has, That's a spoiler for Yakuza 2. <laughs> and Yakuza Online. Because uh. there turns out that, yeah, the, the one in yeah. Yakuza 2 isn't even the first one. He's the second yep. one. He's the second one. <laughs> yep. So, Kiri, which is great because Kiryu's like, oh, I thought I recognized you, but I also saw you die. So, what the hell? Yep. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's oh. fine. One next, sorry, one Nexomon thing that I forgot to ask you, Matt. Yeah. Do you, do you know what pressing the button sequence does? It, I had to look that up. It supposedly gives you a little slighter chance to catch them, but... Because the eh. game never explicitly tells you what it's doing. It just throws it at it you. It doesn't. And yep. I'm like, Kelly, does this actually do anything? She's like, I have That's no probably what they want you to do, to ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably just and all I, a meme. <laughs> My get, my guess was it's just like pressing down an A in regular Pokemon. Yeah. Like it doesn't do anything. Yep. It just makes yep. you feel better. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, to be honest, like it, I thought I read somewhere that that was supposed to, but I never noticed any difference. Yeah, me like, neither. I, I could not point to a single encounter. Was like, ha! I caught him because I got it. <laughs> okay. Good to know that my curiosity has been sated. Uh, yep. Right. Yep. So I went down into the final sewer before the last dungeon in Yakuza Like a Dragon to do some grinding. And I beat up a couple of hobos. And I think I confused the game because I got a trophy for something that I didn't actually do. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, you win. Yeah. That's the best trophy so of all. I got a trophy. It's like, ping, you've earned professional. Max out any job class. And I'm like, I, what? You didn't? I, I definitely <laughs> didn't do that. Okay. So yeah, I posted about it on Twitter. I'm like, I didn't actually get this trophy, but the king gave Thank it to you, me. game. Thanks for being generous, I guess. I mean, honestly, Like a Dragon is one of those weird games where I kind of didn't like most of the job classes because I didn't feel like they actually did a significant change in any way for the characters. So I kind of picked things that were similar to their original class. Yeah, so, I mean, I ended up kind of, like, just um, best classes Yakuza 7. And I sort of looked at a few guides, and I kind of decided from there. But honestly, my one complaint is, like, all of these guides are, like, the 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 girl shouldn't be a, a night mistress because it's not her best class, and she gets more healing when she's an idol. And I'm like... Yeah, but she also gets new attack skills when she's an idol. Yeah. So why would I have her do this? I don't well, know. that's it. It's, again, you pick what you want. Because, again, the game is not cruel about the classes. You really can play the game with any class you want. It's just, again, there, why would you change certain things? Like, I totally left... Um, the main female character whose name is escaping me and I'm really mad now that I've forgotten it. She was an idol for most of the game. I was okay with that because it's like I would like a pure healer <laughs> with some attacks, you know, kind of thrown in. Whereas like, you know, like I tried the chef class, didn't find it useful. So I don't know, like Yeah, I, I did just chef for a little bit on Namba. 
That's what I did. And I didn't, I didn't really particularly like, like it. Yeah. So I think I actually have him as a hobo. No. Um, no, I just changed him to something else. Ah, musician. Yep. yep. And that's not a bad class at all. So we will see if I continue sticking with that one. Although it does, does seem pretty fun so far. Honestly, I think they're with the next game, there's a good chance they can refine the job system a little better too. Like again, it's a very bare bones job system. Like there's not a lot to it, which is kind of unfortunate. But again, this was a game of trying a lot of new things and most of it works. So yeah, I'm fine with that. I've got a body on a discord server that people are playing it and asking him questions all the time. He's like, listen, I didn't touch the job system ever. Yep. I just went straight through with whatever it was and beat it. He goes, it wasn't a horrible problem. Yeah. And I mean, the one thing that uh, my only sort of real complaint about the job system is if you change Kasuga's job to foreman, you're able to break down barriers and nowhere in the game does it tell you that. Yeah. And at no point does it encourage you to change to the foreman job. So I kind of feel like that was a missing step. And like, as part of the job tutorial, they should have had you switch to foreman and get that ability. Mm. Yes, but Tam, you telling me in the middle of me doing 18 things is not helpful. I shouldn't have to go outside the game to figure out the game. But anyways, I'm having a blast. <laughs> Um, I'm really close to level 60 now, so I'm I'm going to be wrapping up that one on stream this week. Probably Tuesday or Wednesday? We'll see. What are you thinking of playing next? Oh, gosh. Um, so, actually, I put out a tweet. So, if people follow me on Twitter, I am A-M-Privateer, P-R-I-V-I-T-E-R-E. And so... Um, here is my list of possibles. All right. Um, so Final Fantasy VII Remake, Man Eater, Disco Elysium, Ruinverse, <laughs> or Genshin Impact. Because I'm thinking about sticking to PS5 games for now. What so, are you going to play um, Disco Elysium on? PS5. We don't have it on PS5. Um, I would buy it. We have it on PC. Okay. I think it's on Switch, right? Yes. No, not yet. Hmm. I would wait for Final Fantasy VII until Integrate comes out. Yep. If you you have a PS5, don't we you? We do. Yes. Yep. I agree with okay. that statement, Anna. Yeah. So I guess Final Fantasy VII Remake is out. I'm uh, leaning towards Ruinverse. It's how uh... about the game that you have a character in? Oh, yeah, I guess that is out. I guess Cthulhu Saves Christmas is out on No, PS5. not that game. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm talking about Cosmic Star game... Heroine. <laughs> Do they have a new game plus for uh, Cthulhu Saves Christmas they, yet? They, they are working on it. I will have to see if it's out. They, they got okay. really bogged down in the Stadia port, and mm -hmm. that Oops. delayed everything. What? Bad choices. Stadia? Bad choice is a guys. bad choice. You think? No. <laughs> no. You disagree. All right. 
You're free to disagree. You're free to be wrong. Oh, I, I I'm, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> so, I was saying no to Stadia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll have to ask fair. Robert if the new Game Plus is in. I don't know. I know it's, Cosmic I, I know it's in the Steam version. So I'm pretty sure it's in the console version, but I'll have to double check. Why don't you want her to play Cthulhu Saves Christmas? She's played it already. I want her to play Cosmic Star Heroine that she hasn't played. Because she's in it. I'm in Cthulhu Saves Christmas. But she's she's already played that one, and the game she's actually really in, in a real way, is the other one. (laughs) There's a crisis on Infinite Chris. Paging Infinite Chris. <laughs> no, Anna's just done this thing where, like, she's got some games on her backlog that she's gotten in the habit of not playing, and it seems like she always forgets to think about them. And it's my <laughs> job to remind her, and then I remind her, and she does nothing about it, and that drives me crazy. I don't have Cosmic Star <laughs> Heroine on PS4. I don't care! You have it on Switch! Yes, but I'm trying to stream it stuff from the matter. PS5. Why? Because... It's fun. It's new. It's There's shiny. like three PS5 games. Do one of those. Yes, which is the list that I gave. Nope, you didn't list any PS5 games. I did. List, list Hit me again. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Nope, PS5 version isn't out. Maneater. Nope, PS5, no PS5 version. Yes. Wait, Maneater, the yes. shark game? Yeah. The one you told <laughs> yes. me was too gross to play on your own? Yes. Now you want to play it? Well, I think it might be a little gory for nine o'clock. I'm in pretty the sure also that doesn't have a PS5 version. <laughs> it does. No, it's got a PS4 version in the collection, doesn't it? No, it's got a PS5 version. I already own that on like two other systems. <laughs> Disco Elysium, which has a PS5 specific version. Yes, it does. Um, Ruinverse. I don't even know what that is. Oh, you do. Whoop, 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 whoop. No! No! Chemco alert! Chemco alert! <laughs> That's out. Ruinverse is out. Oh, and for the love of They put no, it right Anna. in the name. I Ruin. actually agree. No. All right. And what's the next one? Genshin Impact. Also, no. What is wrong with you? <laughs> You'd play Genshin Impact before you've even touched Breath of the Wild. Um. Oh, wait. Matt's the one who didn't believe they were the same. Never mind. Uh, I didn't say that. What? Or, weren't you the one that I had? No, oh, or no. was it? The, it was Stringer. Me. Okay, I played neither. <laughs> Somebody thought like that's not Breath of the Wild. I'm like, uh, uh, okay, your opinion on that? What will you play Genshin Impact on? PS5. PS5. Okay. It, does I wasn't sure if he was gonna attempt. I wasn't sure if he was gonna attempt a tablet that or not. No. No. Uh, Her yeah. goal G- is Gen- to play PS5 games, but let's be honest, folks, she doesn't have any good options here. Why don't you play Spider-Man? Because it's not an RPG. But it's a great game. No, you should actually play it. But we'll it- get the Miles Morales one. But, but so, Anna, if I can play it, you can play it. No, no, no. Isn't it's an not RPG about either. playability. It's about the fact that I'm streaming on the RP Gamer channel, so the things so I stream need to be RPGs. So there is there no. is a theme there. I kind of agree with that. No. Yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. You should play Spider-Man on stream and be like, you know what, guys? I'm taking a fucking break. We're going to play this awesome Miles Morales game. You're going to want to hunt Miles the whole time. 
I love mean, spider cat. I could do that, but also spider I've, cat. Also, I've like kind of banged into the stream team that I only want people playing RPGs. Yeah, then you, you better break obey your that. own rule. No, so no. make it up with management. But you're <laughs> the management. I am management. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I. It in terms of Q&A quest and, like, the RPG cast, people don't always play RPGs while they're streaming because they're actually recording a show. But in terms of streamers who are uh, primarily playing a game, I do want people to be playing RPGs or at least something that we would cover on Adventure Corner. Look, then I'm going to actually do something that is unheard of. I'm going to agree with Chris. All those <laughs> options are shit. All of them. Um... <laughs> Let's be fair, though. Disco Elysium isn't shit. Disco Elysium is great. I actually don't think you'll like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think it's for her. Yeah. <laughs> like she did really enjoy playing the. She enjoyed playing the demo where she lost her shoes, but that's about it. <laughs> like it is one of those games that just I wouldn't play it on stream if I'm honest. Like it's a lot of reading. It's a well, it's a lot of reading, and just if you fuck yourself in that game, you fuck yourself hard. There's no way around it. Like you literally have to restart in most cases. Ooh. It's Ooh. it's it's a mean game. It is a fantastic game. It is a mean game. I know how many times Scott has had to restart. So <laughs> Oh boy. Because he'll be like, I made choices. They were not great choices. <laughs> it's like Oh boy. I'm sorry, Boo. <laughs> like that's not great. You should play something fun. And it sounds like none of those games are fun. Man Eater is the shark game. I mean, I guess that could be fun. I just don't think, I don't think I'm going to be able to stomach it. Is my concern with Maneater. I know I can't. So. So don't play it. Play Nexomon. Make a different playthrough and play Nexomon. Hmm, Maybe. That would be a lot of fun. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I am definitely interested in doing Ruinverse just because it's something that's so different. Uh, sure you'll be uh, in the minority uh, on difference that. Difference a word. <laughs> we'll see. How about, how about you play I some agree. games it'll, it'll on Game Pass? It'll be a unique streaming experience. Ooh, I yeah, we have a Series X. You could play Game Pass games. Mm. The Series X has games, games on it. Yeah, you could play other Yakuza games. Those are good. And on Game Pass. Play those. Yeah, we play Sam's favorite, Yakuza 5. No. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. I think we had a backtrack on that. I listened to that backtrack. Hard pass. Again, you you want to play good Yakuza? You play two. You play zero. Those are good places to start. Well, I started with Lake of Dragon. And that's what I mean. Like, if you well, go from there no, and play the other ones. She's never going to play the old ones, Sam. She's that's just going to play the RPG ones. Yeah, I, 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 um, I don't think I want to do another action RPG on stream, at least not for the moment. Well, Yakuza isn't an action RPG. Uh, excuse me, Yakuza Like a Dragon isn't an action RPG. It is not. No, but all of the other Yakuza <laughs> yes, games are. are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are. Um, well, yeah, you should look at the Series X stuff, though. Okay. You've got that. There's lots of next-gen goodness on there. You could get into Destiny. That has nothing to do with the Series X, necessarily, but... Um, Why I do, do you like, want me to play a first-person shooter so game? So entertaining! About because it. you go, Ooh, I got a headshot! <laughs> she does it every time, and it's amazing. So amazing! Ooh, I love it. Ooh, it's like ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, Look, ooh, candy. 
I might not be any better. There are games where I'll go, fuck this shit, fuck this, oopsies. And Scott will be like, really? Oopsies? You just screamed, fuck this shit, like, for ten minutes? And now you're saying oopsies. And I'm like, you know what? Don't you judge me. I'm trying to look. <laughs> Think. Here's the games you could play on Xbox Game Pass. Apparently, Black Desert. Isn't that a an MMO? Yes. Why is it on Game Pass? It's, isn't it free to play? I thought it was. Maybe you get some kind of pack. Uh, Celesta's pack. on Game Pass. You could play Celesta. No. That's only on PC Game Pass. That's a hard no, apparently. But, yeah, she said no. <laughs> no. No. We I'm, no. It we honestly looks like a good game, no. but it is not really my kind of game. Valhalla Cyberpunk Bartender Action. I've already played that. I know you have. You can play two point. No, that's not a. Um, Dark Crystal Age of Resonance Tactics. She I reviewed that. it. I know. It's bad. <laughs> uh, I can fell. You already played that. Uh, how about Monster Sanctuary? That's kind of Pokemon-y and Metroid. Mm, so I've played that. That was a good game. Um, let's see. What else we got here? Is Neoverse an RPG? I don't know what that is. Da, 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 da. So we're going to continue this conversation when we're not on the podcast. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, Disgaea 4 Complete Plus? Oh, wait, that's PC only. Um, um, That's what everybody's been playing, right? I was last? You were last! My other yep. option is, is I could do like a Super Nintendo game and relive Ooh. a classic. That could be yeah, fun. Where are you going to find a good one? I went through the list on the Switch and like Super Metroid and, and Link to the Past are it. Breath of Fire. Do you not yeah. have a hack yeah. switch? Or no. a hack... oh, I'm sorry, I, a hack I, SNES classic? She doesn't want to do... Oh, wait, I guess she does. I don't know. I, I doubt Anna would do emulation on stream. Yeah, it's, it's not her brain. Well, I know, and you, that's why you're okay with uh, Scar doing it, but I don't see you. It would not be my preference. No. What about Ghost of a Tale? The one the, where you play as the mouse? That's not an RPG. No, but cross code. Um, that's hard. Is it? Yeah, that's yeah, it that is. It's got oh. a lot of puzzles and a lot of jumping and timing oh, things. I didn't know it was hard. I so, thought that was supposed to just be a really good RPG. It is, but it's going to be hard for me. Hmm. So, anyways, hmm. that's what everybody has been playing. Hmm. So it's time for feedback. Um, we didn't have any feedback. Apparently, nobody <laughs> has any strong opinions about wall jumping. <laughs> That's fair. This I, is I what happens no. when Chris asks the question. Yeah, well, you... well technically, I mean, I thought that I did that one, and I thought it was a good question, but okay. <laughs> Next. Yeah, me. Um, before we get into the editorials, new- news break, um, Kitten Academy named the new litter of kittens. Oh, yeah. so is it material or is it LucasArts it, games? They're called the Catterns. Uh, so patterns, yeah. Paisley, basket weave, chevron, herringbone, and argyle. Nice basket weave. He's and, gonna fall um, into a sink, and then we're gonna have underwater basket weaving. Yes. Ooh. Also, Paisley, yeah. the only girl. What about the Bard's Tale trilogy, Anna? All right, Chris, we're moving on. Maybe you are. So our question of the week, I'm going to say it now and we'll sort of dive into it later when we get into the news. But our question of the week is which Dragon Quest 35th anniversary announcement excited you the most? 
Yay! So if you want to send us feedback, there are multiple ways to do so. One, you can email us, podcast at rpgamer.com. You can call or text us at 608-729-4098. Or you can join all of our awesome people in the chat right now listening to the show at twitch.tv slash rpgamer like Mighty Tam and Vaughn and Emperor Mythos and Scar and uh, Fu Man Choo Choo. <clears throat> and everybody else. And I got uh, it. I'm going to pose a bonus question to this. Um, mm -hmm. What pissed you off worse, the tease or the not worldwide release? <laughs> All of the above. Uh, yeah, which yes. which tease was worse, the DQ12 tease or the Sonic tease? Oh God! <laughs> no, 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 no! Sonic is an RPG. Which okay. tease uh, was worse, uh, DQ10? confirmed as japan only or dq12 being logo only all right all right i've got um, an answer for you anna i got an answer for you okay torchlight three um so we had some editorial <laughs> content this week yes we did speaking of unbridled rage uh sam tell us how biomutant hurt you <laughs> <laughs> Show us Do on I... the ball. Where, show us on the doll where Biomutant touched you. Oh God, where to fucking start? What a piece of shit! So it's got a great character creator, and it's got I... an interesting style with um it, with a, a narrator, like a nature documentary so describing I... what you're doing. <laughs> Except apparently, person... it sounds like he's asleep. <laughs> so I'm the only person that seemed to have liked the narrator, but yeah. I was picturing it like, you know, the old narrator from Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. <laughs> and that was kind of my interpretation of it. So that's why I was like, man, everyone's hating on this narrator. And I kind of get it. Mm -hmm. But maybe I just work in a library and deal in children's fiction that this seemed normal for me. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's one of the few things I kind of didn't hate about the game. They would have been better but with the, uh, the the <laughs> divinity narrator. But yeah. I have not heard the Divinity Narrator, but oh. that is a game I still need to play. Hmm. And I will at some point in my life. It's probably better than this game. So so I spent about 20 hours on Biomutant. Oh, why? Because, because we I do require you to finish a game to review it. Oh, you finished it? I finished it. Did you, did you pick the good hours. route or the evil route? Because those are the only two options. And, and it's you so get it right at the beginning. Do you follow so the angel dumb? or the devil? Uh, the morality system in this game is stupid. It's stupid. Like, but it there's gives you replayability because you can go play a di totally different playthrough now, right? That's uh... only slightly different. It, you mean not different at all? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's no good reason in this game, first off, to do an evil playthrough. There just isn't. Mm. Um, the game has presented itself in such a incredibly positive way. That going around and just killing random creatures when you catch them just seems really stupid. Um, this game is an interesting concept that is completely poorly thought out through and through. And that's really unfortunate to say, given I know 20 people worked on this game. But it sounds like they didn't agree on a lot of things either. <laughs> you know 20 people? Oh, you know 20 different no, people. Played there was only 20 people who worked on this game. Well, that's why it took them so long. It's a Plus very COVID, tiny right? team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So is that better or worse than when like a hundred people work on a game and it sucks? Well, let's put it this way. I mean, 
it it did the same thing Cyberpunk did. Let's release Broken. So that's yeah, but a Cyberpunk spent four years doing it and had a bazillion people working on it. That's true, and that's that's kind of the issue here is. You have a lot of games coming out now where it's like it's fine. We'll we'll, we'll patch it as people play it. Well, there's no I mean, I was getting dog shit, but that's the problem. <sighs> I got patches while I was playing the game. So one of the big issues that I had was I had a lot of crashes on PS4 sure. to the point where I had to do one of the boss fights over three times because it crashed every well, time that's I your finished fault for playing fight. on like twenty year old hardware. You should really play on <sighs> PS5. You know what? That's uh, what Alex screwed that. Say what? That's what Alex gave it to me on. I, no, so I know, I, know. I don't. I, I don't even know if they have a PS5 version. Uh, they do in the sense that it's broken. Um, <laughs> oh, so they give you the full PS4 experience. Let's put it this way: um, anyone who had it on PS5 had a patch that removed the 4K because the 4K was making the game crash. <laughs> so that says a lot, right there. Uh, anyone I knew who played it on PS5 had had as rough an experience as I did. Um, a lot of them were nicer in review than I was because I don't like broken games and I am not going to reward a broken game. And that was actually a lot of my issue with a lot of the reviews. A lot of them were going, oh, it's okay. It keeps crashing, but I'm still having fun. And it's like, don't reward that. You don't reward a broken game. Sorry. Statement stop. The amount of times that I had crashes, even with the new patches put in, was still frequent. So it felt like every time they patched something in, they clearly broke something else. Because <laughs> I was just getting the blue screen of death every time. And it was like, this game is not fun to play. And I'm dealing with this at the same time. 99 just, bugs in Notion. 99 bugs in Notion. Uh, Take one down. Fix it now. 103 bugs in Notion. It, oh, it, this is one of those games where it's just... I'm... I think a lot of us wanted it to be good because, again, we want to see new IPs thrive and succeed. Um, this was just not it. Like, this game was a mess through and through. You have a stupid morality system that is literally just dark or light, but then there's no good reason to do the dark side. So, of course, you play goody two-shoe because, again, there's there's no reason to side with the evil people. Because Sam the game is doesn't very disappointed it. that she can't be evil. You know what? I mean, I don't actually play evil most of the time. There's only the odd... Fallout New Vegas is one of the only games where I played an evil character. <laughs> Mac was proud of you, wasn't he? He was so proud of me, because I had the best version of uh, how I killed the president in that game. <laughs> <laughs> Which mostly consisted of me punching him to death and then running away and having everybody chase me. And then my husband putting yakety sacks in the background. Pretty much. It was a good time. Starting with Cedar's Legion was worse, but you know what? I needed to see it. I was kind of curious. But Biomutant is just... The story, for example, is mostly non-existent. You get all the info dump kind of in the first, like, two hours... And then it's just this non-existent thing of go to this person. This person's going to make a thing for you. And then you do like four quests for them. And then you're like, okay, now you got to go fight the world eater. So you go fight the world eater. And then you're just like, okay, I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again. So they didn't even really think through just how the narrative structure would move. 
which drove me absolutely cuckoo bananas because it's just like I play games for stories, you know, and I need good gameplay to go with it. Oh my god, the combat in this game was a fucking mess. It was a fucking mess. Um, the melee is not worth using. Every character can be defeated with a gun. Why there is a gun in this game makes absolutely no sense when it's supposed well, to be about cunt I heard that the food. guns were overpowered. They are. Oh, okay. That's the problem. This is a game where, like, you know, it's about kung fu. Why do guns exist in this universe? Yeah. Other than the fact that it's a sort of post-apocalyptic world. Like, the justification of them even being there doesn't make any sense. And, I mean, when you're comparing it to the greatest kung fu video game of all time, Jade Empire, Ooh. makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> right? Jade makes Empire so much worse. cool. Jade Empire set the standard for what martial arts could be in an RPG. Yeah. This game didn't even bother to look at the blueprint. They just went, we can do this. We got this. The Wong Fu, what they call it, a lot of it was fucking useless. A lot of the button combos, you couldn't even fucking remember them half the time. So it was just, here's your easy button to remember it sort of. Hmm. Um... So most of the time, I mean, I, I played as a commando because I was like, you know what? I know I'm, I might like this game. I might not. So I took, I took the easy way. I played the commando because I knew it's like, you know what? The, I'm pretty sure the guns are going to be overpowered because they shouldn't be here. Let's roll with it. My roommate rolls a character. He's forced to use the guns right off the bat. The character type that he picked was the psionic character. So again, like what was the point of giving this, you know, um, you're giving like one of the things it was touting was just you can make a character any way that you want, which is a bold face lie. At the end of the day, everybody's going to be relying on guns in that game because it's a waste of time to try to go find all the stupid shrines so you can get more key abilities. The key abilities don't actually do a lot to any of the monsters, and they're they're useless on the world eaters. Like the world eaters have very specific gimmicks for how you beat them. They're actually really cool. Like, I actually like the World of Year battles. I thought they were, like, a really nice break for really bad gameplay. Because they'll get you to do different things. Like, there's one that's underwater, and you have to, like, toss fish into the mouth of the World Eater, and then you can kill it. <laughs> it's like, let me home, I'm just going to toss these fish. Ah, he's eating the fish. Okay, cool. I'm going to pull his teeth out with a hook. <laughs> that's what? cool, now, though. I love oh, that. No. That's what I mean. The World Eater boss fights were actually one of the things in the game that were really cool. And if you even just watch videos of them, there's always like a neat gimmick to them that you have to kind of like figure out. I had the unfortunate experience of when I did the second World Eater boss fight, like I said, my game crashed three times. So I was starting to worry. I even said to Alex at one point, I said, I might not be able to beat this game because every time I do this boss fight, like it's crashing on me as I finish it. And it doesn't autosave right afterwards. No. So, ooh, I was I was a miserable bitch, miserable bitch. I'm so looking at this you game. You felt pretty normal. <laughs> oh, <Yes>. Chris! <laughs> no, bad. No, I can accept that. He's, he's not entirely wrong. It's me. I was gonna say that that's right on brand with her. <laughs> I know, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean. Chris was not being cruel. Chris was not, not saying all. something that like, she has not already said herself. True. <laughs> I mean, uh, that, that's kind of how I roll here. Is I'm either a miserable curmudgeon bitch, or 
I'm apparently exceptionally horny all the goddamn time. So, yeah, that's what I've got yeah. here. <laughs> hey, Chris, I've decided we need to move to Toronto. Hmm. Why, no. why are you stealing my phone, husband? <laughs> my husband <laughs> pulled my phone, and I'm very confused. And he walked in while I said, you know, incredibly horny. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the podcast gone tonight? Anyways. So, I, I feel like... The way you're saying that this game has no direction, that it simultaneously suffers from too much time in the oven and yet not enough time in the oven. That is probably the best way to describe it. That's kind of what makes it a mess because you're kind of on one hand going like you clearly put too much time into this, but it's not good. But you put so little time into this and it's also not good. So I think there's an important distinction between development and polish. And, like, scope and feature creep are real problems when you're an indie studio. I mean, they're a a real problem for any development studio, but normally a publisher reigns you in. But, like, if you have no... ruins your vision. If you have no person saying to you, hey, you have these 16 features, you need to cut it down to nine, then you make the 16 features, and then all of a sudden you go, "Uh uh-oh. And you don't know how to resolve it. Yeah. I mean, that that's certainly what No Straight Roads felt like. But at the same time, that was also like a six-hour game. Or no, not even that, like a three-hour game. Hmm. Well, and that's it. Like, even the side quests in this game, there's not much to them. Like, there's one where it's like, go find Twinkles! Which are just, like, little stars that have fallen to the planet. You find it, it's like, oh, good, I'm happy you found a Twinkle. Now can I join the Ark? And it's like... I just fucking met you, no? Because again, the game does not give you anything to work with. Like, you meet characters, but they're not well-developed in any way. You're just kind of like, oh, you're all the same. Like, at one point, I was just kind of like, have I met this character already? Like, they all just blur together. Ooh, that's never good. And no, and this game could have benefited from the idea of giving these characters personalities, because... Again, there's nothing memorable about this world. Like, when reviewers say that this world is empty, I I 100% agree with it. You meet characters that do nothing and are not interesting. That alone makes it empty. You know, and then just traversing through the world, it's so bare. It's beautiful. It's bare. I'll even throw in another thing that I didn't have in the review that just shows how questionable the design was in this game. So there are biohazards throughout the game. And the game wants you to go get these suits so that you can walk through the biohazard without any trouble. The game also stupidly programmed it in that you could just walk around them. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah, so like there'll be like a biohazard. It's like, oh, this is like a heat zone. You can't walk in through. It's too hot. So I'd be like, oh, okay, I'll just walk around it because the map is showing an area around it that I can just move through. Um... So what was the point of the biohazard? (laughs) Right, like, it was again, an idea that they didn't get the properly flesh out, I guess. Well, and that's it. Like, I kind of went, do I need to waste the time to go get the suits? And I didn't bother for any of them because I was like, no, I'm going to test my theory <laughs> that I can walk around all of these. And then I did. Nice. <laughs> I talk a lot about um, a game that I QA'd many years ago at this point where I picked up a rock and walked literally to the other end of the world. 
and tried to hand the rock to somebody and it crashed the game. <laughs> <laughs> she told her boss, like, why would you do that? Yeah. And so I, I well, let me tell it. you about Half-Life 2. <laughs> I logged it as a bug. And yeah, like 15 minutes later, my boss emailed me. Why would you even do that? It's like, why not? I don't know. If you're playing a game, you should be trying Somebody to figure out every option That's to break why. it, right? <laughs> yes. So there's that. I mean, I think I put an unfair expectation on myself because I wanted this game to be good in the sense that I wanted a new Kung Fu game because Kung Fu games just don't exist. Mm-hmm. And again, I played the best one. I played Jade Empire. I would play Jade Empire again. So maybe it was me putting a little bit of an unfair expectation on this game. By the other side of it, like, it's fucking garbage town. Like, it is not <laughs> worth the price of admission at any point. And someone even asked me, like, they were like, you know, with patches, do you think this game would be okay to play? And I was like, if you have your heart set on playing it, go play it. But no amount of patches is going to fix the other problems that exist in the game. Again, the world eaters were a fantastic idea, but I'll even throw another one. The final boss was the most boring, like, boring fucking fight ever. So it's like, how did you go from four really creative boss battles to a really bland, unimaginative final boss battle? Ran out of time. Even that is frustrating when you look at it. Like, you see little bits of potential there that you're just like, yeah, no, I kind of see what you were trying to do and you just didn't quite stick the landing. And then there are parts where it's like, no, really, why did you do that? <laughs> like, the morality system, I spent a lot of time just being like, I don't understand the point of this. I mean, a lot of people were saying how it didn't matter if you were dark or light, like, you still had to go fix all six of the tribes. Guess who didn't have to do that? She skipped that whole part. Wait, what? This girl. So, yeah, one of the things that you have to do in the story is you have to unite the tribes or destroy the tribes. The tribes are there to help you because... With the world tree dying, like they, they just can't agree on how to save the tree and or destroy the tree. So I was playing the game, and I was like, okay, I'll side with the Myriad because they're good guys. So I sided with them, took over the the post of the bad one of the bad tribes. I was like, cool, I took it over. That's great. We're now friends. Did the next one, took that over. We're all friends. There's six tribes. When I got to the last one I had done, the game goes, try to... See if you can get them to agree on a truce. I rolled a perfect roll. They had a truce. And I'm like, how did anyone not get this? I like put points into charisma, and clearly I did a good job, because I bypassed a chunk of the game. Mm. The game almost was going to be like, hey, you should go do like the other three, you know, other three outposts. And it's like, well, no, apparently I rolled good enough that they all want to work together. This is great. <laughs> made my life so much better when I got that role, by the way, because it meant I didn't have to spend any more time with the game. <laughs> and again, even doing the outposts were stupid because you have to do three of them for every uh, for every tribe. And they're all the same. Ooh. Go in and take it over. Yay! Oh, explode this thing. Yay! Explode this thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I just sat there and it was like... When I finished and I looked at my time, I was like, oh, my God, like, this was less than 20 hours and still a waste of my fucking time. And then even worse is when I was getting the review proofed, the amount of times people were like, it should be called Kung Fu, Kung Fu. And I was like, no, no, the game calls it Wung Fu because they think they're cute. 
Wung. Wait, what? Wung Fu. Okay. W-U-N-G hyphen F-U. More like, fuck you too, game. Like, oh, just. Well, what's wrong with calling it that, though? Come on. Let's criticize Again, it for what it does wrong, not for the joke. No, no, no. It's more. It's more the amount of times I got asked to change it to Kung Fu, and I had to keep telling both Alex and Pascal. Oh, is that a typo? Like, no. No, it's not a typo. Even when I wrote it, you're mad at the game for making it harder to get your review. (laughs) Did you type them back? Hey, hyphen F U, too. I feel like there's more to the story that you could put. I'm like, no. The story is not stupid. I am not anymore. As somebody who writes stuff for a living and has to deal with dumb product names that think they're cute by misspelling stuff, I feel her pain. Yeah, I know. It's just comedy's hard, and I. But no, I I get it now. Now I'm no, I get it. Yeah, Yeah. comedy's hard, but guess what? There are games that completely nail it. Like we just spent half an hour talking about how awesome Nexomon was. I don't know. Well, and again, just to just to kind of you know, put more salt in the wound for my misery. The game thought it was cute. When you go to a fast travel point, you piss on it. That's why the title of the review is what it is. You piss on it. And it's like, this is so dumb and immature. And while I like immature things, I'm really bored of seeing my rat man piss on things. (laughs) Why just, just, Kill me now was what I was saying to ask. This this is a very good example of good idea on paper. Good idea. Making a video game. Bad idea. Making a fucking mess and making Sam cry. Well, they saw Norman Reedus pissing on things in Death Stranding and wanted to up their pissing game. Clearly, it's a pissing contest. Uh, Oh, yeah, there you go. Look how clever I am. That that was good. This, this and is, yet that joke This is why we assign you all the bad reviews, Sam. No, I told Alex very politely, uh, peace out. <laughs> I'm not reviewing anything for a while because my last two were garbage. And again, I would still tell people to play don't sent don't uh don't give up a cynical tale. I actually will tell people to play that cuz I think at least there's a heart and a fucking soul in it. That's the other thing this game doesn't have. It has no fucking soul. Ooh. Like, never That's did I sit painful. here at any point and go, like, oh, like, I feel bad for these characters. This is a game about climate change. And as somebody who is very conscious about the environment, I was like, how do you get climate change wrong? How are you not giving the player anything to empathize with? And that just goes to show how little effort was put into things that needed effort. Like, don't give me a fucking world about climate change and then be like, and the tree is sad, so you should be sad. No, just no. Just no. Give me a fucking reason to be sad about the tree. Other than the tree is fucking the podcast title. (laughs) (laughs) Do we want to get into a good game? Yes. I mean, uh, let me let me finish one caveat. Yeah, yes. If you're gonna play this fucking game, go play it. But for the love of God, don't go hound reviewers that you know they didn't do their jobs. Because that's the one thing that is driving me crazy with this game is the amount of people coming I, out of the woodwork and attacking I, reviewers for doing their fucking job. When I at the end of the day, I haven't seen anybody really stand up for this game. Oh, but 
Are you kidding I me? Have. We I've have people complain reviews. about the score of the, our review. Oh, yep. wow. Multiple people. Oh. And you know what? Again, I stand by what I wrote. Critics don't understand. But it is one of those, just for the love of God. Well, it's bad enough that THQ felt the need to pick a fight with that, like with the reviewing community. What if we put it in a bad different enough. context? What if it's in the scale of games where you get to play as a furry character? Is it decent in that scale, since you don't get a lot of those all the time? Oh, no. No, okay. Oh, I'm, no. Screw I'm sorry. Thing. I only feel like the reason that that comment was retracted, Tam, is because I called him on his bullshit. <laughs> Maybe he played the game after. <laughs> well, he did. He did. It's like, oh. But mm. also, like, I am so tired mm. of seeing this. Other sites gave it Y score, and you gave it X. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, yes. I might do human <laughs> yes that it's is almost as two different writers have... writing about a game but that it's does not invalidate if... the score of one site over the other no exactly and again if you're so set on playing this go buy it and play it like i, I could then i don't know what to tell people and the amount of people who have but messaged... i need to feel like everyone validates my choices that but, and that is so fucking sad that but is so i don't know how sad. else to be that's the human condition please Please, 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 as a reviewer, please, I beg you, use reviews to make purchasing decisions. Never use reviews to validate your opinions. Or your existence. Or your existence. I I had to deal with a guy in my roommate's stream who was just like, but I needed this game to be perfect and I need it. And I said, it's not. So either go play it and make an opinion for yourself. Or accept that it is a piece of shit. Take your take your pick. Because that's what he wanted. He wanted someone to validate the idea of him making a choice. And it's like, no, like, this, this is my piece. This is what I, I stand on. I'm not changing my score or my opinion. I thought opinion. the problem was that you had to pee on what you were standing on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris. <laughs> but that's it. Like, just... Again, no, the only thing going doing their jobs is a little rat guy with urine running down his leg. Mm. Pretty much. But anyways. <laughs> Sorry. I'm All right. done my rant. We we I had we had two adventure <laughs> corners this week for games that were much better than the Sam one yes. Sam play. Yay! They, yes, they, much better. One of them is so adorable. They're both uh, pretty new Pokemon Snap. Talk about Bidoof. Bidoof. I love Bidoof. I took so many pictures of Bidoof. <laughs> photogenic oh, yes it's like Bidoof and live is he photogenic are or is he just photo bombing are, are, oh. <laughs> sam you missed it a couple of weeks ago i was on the podcast and i was so mad because i thought i had taken the perfect perfect picture of um who's the fire bunny uh, score bunny. score yeah. bunny. Yeah. Uh, I thought I had taken the perfect picture of Score Bunny. And instead of the picture designating it as Score Bunny, who was front and center and in the middle of the picture, it decided it was Badoof, who was hanging out somewhere in the background. <laughs> I couldn't even see it. Screw you, game. Yeah, the targeting reticle in that game's pretty bad. And I wish that they would fix that. But and like, that's. Part of the, and I mean, we talked about this on the last show, like, but part of the reason I feel like I can nitpick these really little things is overall the game is 95% super solid and it is really fun. And you know what? 
that's all you want from it. Like I, I was very confused with the amount of people who bought the game and didn't realize like it literally is just you're taking pictures of Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> people were like, I'm taking this game back because it's not what I thought. It's like it's called what? Pokemon Snap. Did Twenty you years think old. It was. <laughs> it's Snap. You're, you're well, everyone said pictures. it was good. It's like yeah, it's they good. enjoyed it's taking like, pictures yeah, of Pokemon. <laughs> Again, both my husband and my roommate have been playing it religiously. My roommate keeps trying to pick fights with Cabrawler. So every time he meets Cabrawler, he screams, fight me! I'm like, Does he know that he could... Oh, wait, Cabrawler's the evolved version. I was thinking of the one that was on the beach. Does he know that he could get the one on the beach to go uh, pinch the butt of the executor? I don't think he knew that, and I am going to tell him that yeah if yeah. you if you lure it over with food it'll go over to the executor that's sleeping and pinch it on the arse <laughs> that's adorable it's good it's one of the four star photos <laughs> but so that's crazy. the best part of that game is taking taking the fluffy fruits and just fucking with other pokemon and trying to get them to mess with each other i am not good at it i am not good at training pokemon oh. With fluffy I, I'm not good at it either, and I think part of it is the fluffy fruit physics, and that it's supposed to notice the most recent one that you threw. But for some reason, always. yeah. But it's it's still fun. Yes, it's still fun. So yes, Anna loved New Pokemon Snap. We also had Alex Fillerwood at Adventure Corner for Famicom Detective Club, and from what I can tell, he loved these two games. Yes, I am very excited to play them. I want to play them, but I'm cheap and I don't want to pay full price for them. So I suspect I will snap them up the first time there's a sale. Oh, is that a Pokemon reference? No. No. Although <laughs> snap them. Pokemon Snap, you know. I understood that. That didn't reference. land. I understood. <laughs> I will Pokemon snap them up the first time they're on sale. I didn't there you like go. that reference. And that's all of our editorials. Now we have news. Um, speaking beep, beep, of games, beep, 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 beep. speaking of games that hurt people on staff, Metal <laughs> Max Xeno Reborn Western release has been announced. Oh, and God. here's my favorite part: this game has come out like three times. This will be the third time it's come out in North America, and Bye. it's not even the same publisher for the third time. Niso was clearly like, "Nope, we outie." Well, nope. This is just. Nope, 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 and nope. When I saw the news for that, it was like, Michael Baker is probably crying somewhere and laughing, but also crying. <laughs> he's I'm just glad he's in Japan and doesn't have to see this in person. <laughs> and I will never play it. Um, I've already had yeah. my, my fill of bad games this year. Uh, Alex, if you're listening, you owe me a good one. <laughs> well, he's hanging around. around in there aren't any. He's hanging around in the chat. <laughs> I know. You know, so not not even the addition of Pochi the Battle Dog being put in the game. Pochi the Battle Dog. Look, I like me an adorable dog, but fuck that game. No, <laughs> <laughs> I know the horror stories. I just, I don't shut up, you. <laughs> Alex just said in the Twitch chat, "Stop volunteering for bad games." Look, I didn't know. That could have is oh, a fantastic game. Fantastic. I didn't want to play it again. It was part of the problem. Uh, um, I can see look, that. 
The Cynical Tale game, had it not glitched at the very end of the game, could have been an okay game. Biomutant was supposed to be a good game, and then it was a bad game. So it was bad after the fact. After the fact. I stand by it. We've also got an announcement for another Metal Max game, uh, Metal Max Wild West, which has also been delayed in Japan. Uh, Also, part of the Metal Max saga has been pushed back to 2022. Um, I don't see much excitement for this game either from you guys. Moving on. (laughs) Next. Um, Empire of Sin Make It Count expansion announced. This is a first paid paid DLC for that uh, Roaring Twenties tactical RPG. Well, there you go, Anna. That's on Game Pass. Mm, That is. And they fixed it, too. Oh, did they now? Yeah, that had some problems when it first came out. Mm. I'm a little bit, I don't know, a little bit out of my range of interest, but there you go for people that liked Empire of Sin. More Empire of Sin. Um, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, and Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl had their release dates announced. Yay! So, Yay! so the Diamond My and Pearl remakes. Excited. Yeah, I'm I'm excited too. I I wanted to give these games another go. Um, the Diamond and Pearl releases are November 11th, 2021, and then Arceus is going to be January 28th, 2022. Is it November 11th, or I thought it was like the 18th? Um, the news story says 11th. Oh, okay. It might be. I, I was going to say, usually they come out that week right before U.S. Thanksgiving. Yeah, which is They've been lovely. hitting that sweet spot. Yeah, they've been hitting that spot for years. Um, they also announced a double pack with both games if you have kids that need both games or else they'll fight. Or people yep. like my husband that buy both versions no matter what. They conveniently price it exactly double the price of one game, too. Yes, yes. It's almost oh. as if you, yeah. know, you couldn't have a discount or anything. That would be ludicrous. No, no discount you know, for you. You. <laughs> you could buy one for 60 or two for 120 We make it easy for you. So sometimes they put in a code for like 100 Pokeballs. Yeah, yeah we. Oh, I bought the one with the DLC in it last time, so a year later I got that code. Anyway, um, I'm I'm excited for Arceus. I mean, I'm excited for Diamond and Pearl too, but Arceus, I'm curious about because they the haven't one released. I'm curious about. They haven't released any other information about that, and that's weird. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of waiting to see on both of these. Um, like I said, having played Nexomon, I think maybe I'm going to try out some Pokemon clones and see how I feel about them, and then maybe I'll consider Diamond and Pearl. Yeah. There's always Dragon Quest monsters. Well, funny you should say that, because uh, after the last time you were on the podcast, mm-hmm. Chris loaded up our 3DS with some creatively acquired Dragon Quest games. Oh, interesting. Including Dragon Quest <laughs> Theater Rhythm and the fan-translated monster games. Mm-hmm. So Those were excellent. I will have to say, I, I think it was three years ago... I did Terry's Wonderland, and that was great. My kids loved watching me play it on the computer. And right now, this morning, my son was... I I mean, I rolled 60 hours on the second one, and then my son's playing it on his 3DS. And this morning, he's showing me his team. He actually woke me up this morning, like, standing next to my bed, like, Daddy, Daddy, 
how do you get a gem slime <laughs> and a rotten egg? <laughs> like, that's the first words I heard this morning. I was like, what? And he's like, if you can get a gem slime and make that grandpa slime, then we can get... Oh, I think it was to get the gem slime, but he's like, you need another, you need another metal Kaiser slime, daddy. And I'm like, I'm, I mean, I'm fast asleep. Like, what are you talking about? So later we found out that he had taken the uh, iPad this morning and at seven years old, he's learning how to do Google searches very specifically because he was into breeding tables. <gasps> oh, that's yep. amazing. I was like, are well, you kidding me? When a mommy slime and a daddy can't. slime love each other very much. <laughs> nope. He looked it up, and he was even telling me one of the ones that takes... There, there's some that take uh, four monsters to breed. You gotta have the grandparents of certain races to oh make the... Oh gosh. They made it that yep. complicated. Oh yeah, the Dragon Quest monsters breeding is Ugh. deep. Yeah, when you get into the, like, the rank S or the rank SS ones, I mean, for 90% of it, you just you just go and you can beat the game with rank A, B and C monsters. It's fine. But if you want to get into the post game and the online competitive, which I couldn't care less about, or if you want to get those like really, really, really rare ones. Yeah, you got to you got to get like four lined up in a row. And I, I, I was dumbfounded when later he was telling me how he had looked it up. I was like, oh, my gosh, I know people online that can't understand this. And you just Googled it this morning. <laughs> Uh, make sure that you put some sort of safe search on your Google there yep. so that he doesn't That was our first time today. We were like, wait a minute, time to uh, start locking things down. <laughs> didn't even know Whoops. he could go on to Google. Nope, didn't even. Daddy, I've what's never rule seen 43? Him. Oh, boy. Rule 34. <laughs> Whatever. 34. <laughs> He's a kid. He's a Rule 43. <laughs> so. And to give you some context, Platty, my nephew is six and he will be seven. Maybe he just turned six at Christmas time. Mm -hmm. And um, my parents called me in a panic a couple months ago. And it's like, I'm getting all of these emails from Amazon saying I've bought stuff, but I haven't. And I'm like, all right. You're going to do the thing that I have never, that I have explicitly told you never, ever do. Give me your Amazon password, please. (laughs) so i log into her account and i'm not seeing any recent purchases and i'm not seeing any recent purchases i'm like okay what what is showing up that has been purchased and she's like so she forwarded one to me and i'm like okay it's a kindle book go into all the digital purchases well mom apparently the first book that you bought tonight is grayson which is the name of my grandson Mm. or my my nephew her grandson and I'm like, all right, mom, let's discuss, let's discuss safe searching. <laughs> safe searching? Don't yes. you have parental controls? Yes. But one yeah. of the parental controls that I had to walk her through was safe search uh, on her iPad mm-hmm. and right, on her right. laptop. So, oh. yeah. <laughs> if it makes you feel better. <laughs> Yep. You're not Thank the you only one for giving to... him a Chromebook this year. <laughs> You're mm. not the only one that had to have that conversation. Recently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is why I like having cats. They don't. I don't have to have a talk with them about safe searching. You're not going to get a thousand boxes if of Alice kitty was a delivered human, to your you house. You bet your ass that she would be looking up porn and you'd catch her doing it. Yeah, but she'd also <laughs> be spayed. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> 
That's the big difference that you're ignoring. If you could spay and neuter your kids, you wouldn't care so much about what they were into. Oh, oh Chris, I, I don't want to get into this. I'm not sure you should have children. <laughs> Look, I know you I, want I to adopt, but I think we need to have some conversations about boundaries first. I was about to say that the worst she does to my computer is just barf on my mouse, but oh. Chris somehow made that worse. <laughs> uh, Reverie. Yeah. Reverie Knight's Tactics was announced. This is by publisher 1C Entertainment. It is a tactics game where you send players on an exploration to find a lost elven city and is set to launch on PC, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Series, SX, and Switch. I want to talk about this story for a second because I ended up using it in some testing this week. So it's E3 time. And technically, no one needs to register for E3 this year because it's an all-digital online event. But there are some things that you do have to register for. So we're registering some staff. Here's the problem. This is the shortest story we have on Index this week. Mm -hmm. It is 59 characters long. The maximum amount of characters you're allowed having as part of your application to be media at E3 is 50 characters. What? I'm confused. <laughs> that stupid. What? So as with all past E3s, you mm -hmm. have to uh, include articles that you've written, right? Okay. And so the problem is, is the fields that you have to include your proof of being a, a news editor it mm -hmm. caps out at 50 characters. Oh, so just make a short link. <laughs> yes. Just bitly it. Yeah. But what the hell? That is weird. It's like the E3 is bad. Dumb. I don't think I'm going to even register for E3 this year, because what's the point? What do you well, get kind of access to? Good question. It's already public, open, online. What are, what are you getting by being press at E3 this year? I don't. Does anybody know? <laughs> Doesn't seem like it. I've been seeing a lot of people online. It's like, should I even register for E3? All they're going to do is dox my information. I did yep. I did request the two days <laughs> off, though. Yeah. And yeah, that's the other thing. Like, So the, apparently, uh, Alex did sign up, and they made him submit a business card, but he has to block out um, personal info like address and phone number. Why would... Why do you What's need the, the business card, the then? business card? <laughs> That's really dumb. Here's a piece of paper with my name on it. I exist. Like my name? What is this? What? The they answer? don't know what they're doing. So <laughs> this is just getting worse. And no. Like I again, like I'm giving a fuck now. Now you've definitely given me a reason. Like, I'm good. I'm good. Why do you, I give up. There's oh, a weak early so, media access and some hub thing, he oh says. Boy. Whatever that means. I definitely want to have the <laughs> probably just have the, the same PR thing. things. Same things PR sends us directly anyway. Oh, yeah, gosh. so the hub is no good. Whatever the early access is, okay, fine. But early access to what? <laughs> Demos? Maybe? That would be cool. But there's no way they know how to make that work. Uh, they're not. They're not up to that technical level. <laughs> They can't even make the link submission work. Pretty much. Well, 
since our huge story is next, I want to quick get these other two stories out of the way so that Good we call. can talk yeah. in- endlessly about our huge news story. And then we'll probably do a brief lightning round. So, Chicory, A Colorful Tale is launching in June. Hey, we played this, Chris. Yeah, it I know. It was cute. really fun. It looked- um, a top-down adventure where players use color to restore a magical world, and it comes out on June 10th, and it looks cute. It's like, yeah, adorable. I'm, I'm I would excited play that. for this. Alex, go get me a review code, please. Should even Sam it's get not it an RPG. Crap. <laughs> it is. It is? Yeah. There's no experience or anything in that. There's stats. That's it. There are not. You get, you color things in. Mm-hmm. At That's best, great. it's a Metroidvania. I like coloring. All right. <laughs> stay, tuned like for, coloring. Stay, stay tuned for Color Corner, a new feature on RP Gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I have an Animal Crossing coloring book, and it gives me great joy, Chris. I need to send you one of those cussing coloring books, don't yes, I? Yes, you do. Okay. Next DOTM, <laughs> I will add it in. Have I ever talked to you about the Pokemon farting coloring book? What? I also would like that. Wow. Oh, that's on Amazon. Is this it, a fan it is thing com- off DeviantArt? I'm, no, this I'm pretty like sure sort of it's fetish. just, <laughs> it, literally, it's just a bunch of, it's like a hundred uh-huh. pages of black and white line Pokemon and this, the same little fart coming out of the back of their, like a little toot? the same little cloud. Yep. That's why? all it is. Little poot. Oh, why? I think my son went through it in about two days at age four and colored the whole thing. That's nice. why. Okay. Poops. Everybody poops. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. The thing about adult coloring books for me is that they make me feel guilty that I'm not coloring whoa, my whoa. own artwork. It's coloring that books I've for neglected. adults, not adult coloring books. Adult coloring <laughs> books is something else entirely. Let's be careful. I Do I get to color boobs? Yeah. I was gonna I was uh, gonna say, is that a thing? I'm sure it is. Oh, yeah. oh I'm sure it is. No, they actually are called adult coloring books, and they're just for adults. They don't have porn, but I'm oh. sure there are porn coloring books too that oh. you don't get on Amazon, probably. Oh, yeah. I'm well, not you know, g- getting the shine on the boobs is just right as tough. Oh, I feel goodness. like it would be. All right. <laughs> well, what was the other short oh. story? <laughs> uh, Katokawa Games announces space space opera Rewailer. This is by the same people that did God Wars, but this will be a mech strategy RPG with 20 unique character jobs and four different mech stances. Four different mech classes. So Star has been playing a Katakawa Games game on the retro wheel. Um, It is like a record of Lotus War Super Nintendo game. And the battle system looks like Ogre Battle. It's so weird. Yeah, this one's trailer looked weird too. But it's curious. I, I like what I played of God Wars, so I guess we'll see how this is. Oh, but you didn't I don't, Say what? I thought you finished God Wars for some reason. No, I got distracted by shiny objects like always. Hmm. Um, but yes, our our big story this week, the reason why Platty's here. Dragon Quest 35th anniversary presentation with oh, new what announcements. A, what a weird stream that was. It was live. So, I wish I had a whistle to blow right make now. Sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had no idea that the host was a Japanese TV personality named Joy. Yeah, we wouldn't know. Um, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I also thought it was funny that the Joy and Yuji Hori were like a mile apart with a piece of plexiglass in between them. There was plexiglass? <laughs> I didn't yes! notice that. You didn't? No. Yeah. Oh, God, you could see his reflection in it like half the time. I did Like the not. way the camera was, it was like, maybe you didn't need to cut at that angle. It was weird. Uh, yeah. So, or, so, 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 Anna and I are like sitting up waiting with bated breath for all these announcements. So this was like 1030 at night in central time zone. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the first announcement, Dragon Quest, Kesh- Dragon Quest, Keshi Keshi, a mobile puzzle title that uh, is a match three with Dragon Quest erasers where they are, you are erasing Dragon Quest graffiti. And it looked, <laughs> yep. it looked adorable. Yep. Sorry. I'm laughing at the little poot. That <laughs> Platty was sending example pictures of the farting Pokemon. I'm okay with to be pulled from Amazon at this point. Oh, you know I don't know why that. Nah, can't no, be. Idea. Hmm. no idea. No idea, everybody. Yep. So yeah, Dragon uh, Quest Eraser mobile mm-hmm. match three game. Not sure if it's coming out west. It is. It is okay. Yeah. Did they confirm that? So, yeah, Square Enix has put out a uh, press release since oh, okay. then. So I'll, I'll confirm as uh, Kelly goes along which ones are. They okay. don't have a final name for it at West, but it is coming. I, I, I love when they were like, there's there's a hidden eraser in the studio. And the guy's like, what, you mean the ones right here on the desk? <laughs> it was right in front of him, like on a little stand in a two by three grid. Yeah, it was a ooh. That Not the sharpest funny. tool in the sheds, I take it? I don't know. I don't know if there was one hidden and they just had those out, but that was a funny bit of the stream. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the next announcement, Dragon Quest X, version 6. Fuck you. With, with huge disclaimers on the screen at all times, this game oh, no, no. is no not planned for release outside Japan. Yep. No, no, no. Not at all times. That started off with the trailer for Dragon Quest X version 1, and then into 2, into 3, into 4, into 5, and then it launched the 6 trailer. And then it went to, like, the producer talking, and that's where it had the big disclaimer. Ah, okay. So for about three minutes, you're like, oh my god, oh my god! We did a live reaction show on my podcast, Slime Time, and everybody was going crazy. And then all of a sudden, ding. Right on the screen. You brought my hopes to the sky and then dashed them to pieces. I knew that 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 just this being game on the is screen never was coming not, out. No. I knew that didn't mean it was gonna come out in English. And I was like, "But well, hey, maybe there's a chance." And then they put that on the screen. And like, ah, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I figured. And then I love the twitters going around like, "Man, what a way to just like, um, <laughs> to like eat a cream puff." in front of someone and say, hey, this is the beautiful, delicious cream puff, but it's not for you. And, and you know, it's like, you guys could come up with another way to do this? <laughs> like, this didn't need to be live. There was no reason it needed to be live, and it could have been a separate feed for each audience. Like, why did you do this? Oh, Just that would cost money, Chris. What was the no, reason? No, no, no. Did you know they was? For a half an hour before our feed, there was a Japan-only feed. What? Were they talked? Yes. There was oh, a half-an-hour Japan-only feed, uh, Dragon Quest Walk, the final update to Dragon Quest Rivals, um, more information about Dragon Quest of the Stars what? that is continuing there. 
but not sunsetting Wait, here. What? Yes. what? What? No. <laughs> oh, yes. It's done. No, it's the worldwide version is closing in like less than a week. Yeah, but it's continuing no, no, in Japan. The worldwide is, but it's continuing in Japan. That's oh, why there was a whole bullshit. half hour stream. Good there was God. a half hour stream beforehand that Screen wasn't translated ex- into English. Screen ex- that they could have easily put that in. But nope. And, they they get an F. and Chris. Yeah. What also made it bad was that, like, right before they started announcing games, they had some 35th anniversary merch that E.G. Hoyer oh, was showing off. And then he said, oh, but these will not be coming west. Yep. yep. So the whole so the, the whole presentation this? was a cock tease. Well, I mean, hands death. down. Tone I'll, death, I'll be honest with you. Like, I've seen that. I, I, I'm going to – I'm thinking back to how I used to feel about, like, before I – immerse myself in games media stuff more by going to E3 and things. I would have just loved to see any sort of Japanese only anything. Like I just mm-hmm. wanted to see it. So from that perspective, I could understand them thinking, well, the US people want to see some of the Japanese stuff because they're they're kind of weebs and they want to see that stuff. And it's like, well, in that sense, maybe it's cool to see it, but but then of course everything we just said, because it's it's unfair and it's a tease and yeah i don't know now blaylock makes a good point in the twitch chat he says it feels like they were testing the fan base reaction and i think oh yeah because they need to do that well i (laughs) i think he's not right but not wrong because i think what they were testing is uh interest in dragon quest 10 offline yeah because that's the next thing that they announced was a chibi style Dragon Quest X offline, which I am all for because I don't want another incident like the Fantasy Star Online 2 incident. Mm. For me, <laughs> that is. Mm-hmm. So, in the stream, it didn't say if this was not coming west or not, but in their press release, it's not in there. What? The chibi version of Dragon oh, Quest X offline. Okay. Yep. So you're it is saying not there's in the, a chance. <laughs> so, I mean, there's a chance, but it's also not yeah, confirmed. I mean, it's way yeah. easier to, to localize an offline game than oh, yeah, on, yeah, a, yeah. On, on online one, right? So, and, you know, since there's that, no talk... ongoing commitment to keeping a thing Yeah, running. but that being said, out of all the companies that have a challenging, difficult-to-localize MMO, you would think Square Enix would be the one equipped to actually do that. It's not like mm-hmm. they've had multiple MMOs running for, like, ten years, and in some case, two of yeah, them. Yeah, but and... Dragon Quest doesn't have the following over here. Yeah, yeah. no. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's fair. Yeah. Instead, we have to keep Final Fantasy XI oh. going. Because that's got <laughs> such a big audience. Yeah, but like, it's still making money. Yeah, and... What if the co- truth is... Okay, I have a feeling the truth is that ten isn't that good a game and people just don't want to admit it. Oh, I, I, I have Maddie. played through version one. I have played through version one, beat the final boss of version one, all in Japanese. It's excellent. It is oh. as good as any... Like I Dragon just don't Quest like how 7. they look like me characters, but other than that, sure. Well, I mean, that's because it's a, a stinking... Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's an well, artifact that, that, of the original launch platforms. Yep. And yeah, you're, it's a 10-year-old game, so you're going to look like that. Yeah, but it looks 15 but... years old. <laughs> <laughs> it had to run on a... I mean, it's, I it, it can run on a freaking toaster at this point. So, it, it's... I love, it. I love it. Dragon Quest X. I it's followed great. a... A written guide to go through so I could tell. I even did some of the side quests because some people had translated some side quest stuff. Um, 
it was fun. I did it almost exactly a year ago now. Uh, but I'll tell you what, I did it in about 35 hours over the course of like 10 to 12 days. How did you pay for your subscription? You don't have to. Oh. On the Switch. No, you have to be online. But on the Switch, if you register for the game, you get all the content through like version 2.5 or something like that. Just like with Final Fantasy 14, how much can you get free if you're a new player walking into it right now? I thought you still needed an account. You didn't have to. Now, I will say, in the middle of doing this, in like the two weeks I did it, of course, that's when I bought a brand new Switch with the better battery last year. Somehow found it right in the middle of the pandemic and sold my old Switch for more than I paid for my new Switch. Um, But I then had to figure out how to register for a Square Enix Japan, Japan account, link it on my Switch so I could move my account over and play it on the new Switch. But it worked. I mean, like I said, I got through like 35, 36 hours, beat version one and was like, okay, that's enough muscle memory. Also, I don't want to have to mess with the um, buying and selling stuff and trying to Google translate all this other stuff. Um, I got through with the equipment I was able to buy and the people I was able to recruit in my party. And it was good. It felt very much like a Dragon Quest game. You went city to city. Um, and you solved the big problem that was there, and then you moved on to the next. Hello, Kayla? I mean, and uh, I had a streamer on my show about a year and a half ago, and she'd made it all the way up through, I think, version 4 at that point. She's like, there's enough content in each one of these that it's a full Dragon Quest game. It's like Dragon Quest Six five times over now. So I wonder if also... Um, you know, testing oh, the markets for. I thought we didn't purposes. like six. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like that length oh, of a game, okay. right. 35, 40, 50 hour game. It's not Dragon Quest 11 long each. Although, you know, doing all the MMO stuff, you could probably do that easily. But she's like, all of these have enough text that they're a full game each. You know, when they come out with a new version, that's another 40, 50 hour adventure. And. You know, of course, you could make into it what you want, but it's like uh, so it's it's like fourteen, except they seem to come out with them more frequently. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the person who's running fourteen started Dragon Quest Ten. No, he did. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay, but now he's like, he moved... I'm going to die with fourteen. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm here he forever. Moved... <laughs> I want to say they moved him over. To kind of well, yeah, help they, save they, it. yeah, they, yeah, yes, that he did. I didn't know he came from DQ10. Wait, but now it seems like he's here forever. Yoshi P started Dragon Quest Ten. The director, I, mm, I've heard this many times. I don't know if it's like the director, the producer, what somebody. I don't know, but I like this new head canon. If it's not true, <laughs> who's running? Who's running Final Fantasy Ten? Yoshi P or Final Fantasy Forty. <laughs> Titus right. is running Final Fantasy Ten. <laughs> Titus is ruining Final Fantasy Ten. No, Vaughn is ruining Final Fantasy XII. Vaughn? Vaughn? Is it Vaughn? Is that his name? Hmm. My husband? Yeah, or... who's na- <laughs> What's the name of Naoki? I didn't play that, that game. FF12. What's the name of the annoying kid? I want to be a it's sky Vaughn. pirate. Vaughn. I mean, it's Vaughn. It is Vaughn. Not All right. My husband Vaughn. Not your, pro- not your husband. All right. Because he spells his name with a, uh, H-N, mm. not an A-N. Yeah, he was the chief planner. Your your Yoshi 
Naoki Yoshida? Yoshida you? Naoki. Yoshida, okay. He was the chief planner in Dragon Quest X. Huh. Interesting. Like P would end with a P, right? Yes. Okay. That's why he changed oh, okay. what he said. Yoshida. Oh, other other names, Yoshi P. There we go. You know, I'm just For looking at Wikipedia. Sake, I can't but... keep it up. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it is Yoshi okay. P. It is Yoshi P. Yeah. So, yeah, he was the chief planner in Dragon Quest X. I want to say he moved over after version 2. Wait. In December has of 2010, he's taken off the Dragon Quest Has Dragon Quest more updates than um, Final Fantasy XIV? Because I mean, they have version five and six a half. is coming out this year. They're at five and a half, and they're okay. about to do six they in August. Surely, so. I mean, fourteen has had three expansions. So only far. three: Heaven's Word, Stormblood, and uh, Stormbringer or Shadowbringers. Huh? For some reason, I thought it was more. No, they they, they take a lot longer for their stuff because. Obviously. They do all sorts of stuff inside of the. Expansion. No, no. I mean, well, I, yes, but I would assume it's because the art assets are much more involved. Oh yeah, that's true. I mean, you look at I. I think Dragon Quest Ten. You know, again, you're looking at something that's basically running on Wii graphics. So, I just I'm I'm presuming it takes a lot more people and a lot more time to make a 14 expansion. But maybe I'm wrong. You know, gotcha. whatever. I'm not right. I'm not trying to make a qualitative statement. I just figured it's mm. practical. So <laughs> after Final Fantasy X offline was announced. Um, yes, sorry, I, I didn't know when to pop back into the conversation. That's okay. <laughs> Never. Um, now. So this was like announcement oh. three of three, so th- we're on announcement yep. four we're now. We're on four, yep. Um, Dragon Quest three HD 2D remake. A full remake of Dragon Quest three and the Octopath Traveler engine. Yes. Yep. Very pretty. Very. Yeah, and they had an Octopath Traveler producer, director, somebody there to talk about it. Yeah, so I guess HD2D is either the name of the development team or the name of the engine, or possibly both. I think it's the engine. Yeah, I, I want to say that's I what they're talking about. I've heard them say that before in reference yeah. to Yeah, so mm-hmm. um, Project Triangle Strategy. When's that coming out? 2022. <laughs> All right. That's also what? the same engine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I, what's amazing to me is that they used a Dragon Quest to test this out, and not a Final Fantasy. Because could you guys picture like four or six in that engine? Oh, it would be so pretty. But so the, I I think it makes a lot of sense why they did Dragon Quest three though, because three is super popular in Japan. Mm-hmm. Now it's we, the we need Dragon to, Quest over there. Yeah. No, no, we need to bring up the string because after they announced this, Eugene oh, Ray started started talking. <laughs> well, of course, yeah. we could make Dragon Quest one and Dragon Quest two like this. So, <laughs> so Hori, um, the the sort of brains behind the Dragon Quest series as a whole, has a very bad habit of saying things that he shouldn't. Well, that was the narrative they told us on the stream. Is that actually? Oh true? no, he's. This yes. is true. Okay, he's the eats. Um, who's who's the guy that plays Spider Man? Oh, Tom yeah. Tom so you know how Tom Holland is infamous yeah. for accidentally spoiling stuff. Mm-hmm. Same idea. Because mm-hmm. nobody can oh, yeah, tell he, him no. He's been around too long. He's he was like boring. on stage at what is it, the Paris Game Show one time? Was talking about oh, you know, Dragon Quest Seven, 3DS, blah 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 blah. And there had been no notice on that. Like it was ever coming west. Like three years later, and 
he just started kind of talking about it. And, and I think he um, also announced accidentally Dragon Quest VIII 3DS. <laughs> uh, he does. very well might have, because those were announced at the same time. So he might Sounds have leaked them at the same right. time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he went to like the Dragon Quest Fest in Japan and is like, oh, I'm so looking forward to you guys playing Dragon Quest Seven, And everybody went, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> So, it was yeah. like record scratch. Wait, what? Like, so please, on this feed, more, old man. <laughs> so they had what lawyers with whistles, or somebody had a whistle off stage. Yeah, yeah. So anytime that Hori started to overshare, <laughs> they would whistle him down. <laughs> but yeah, he basically said if Dragon Quest Three H Two D H T does well and people really like it, they will also do Dragon Quest One and Two Two D H T. Which, you know, those are smaller games, and also all your art assets are pretty much done. Yeah. Yep. And so that's what they were attempting to whistle him down from saying, but <laughs> he got it out anyway, so... Oh, he did. If if you are interested in seeing more games from Square Enix in this style, Dragon Quest Three is honestly super fun. Yeah, and I really liked it. Very much. I mean, I, I, I'm with you, Sam, on that damn puzzle, but I think they're just going to have to redo it because of the perspective of the I energy. think they have to as well, like, just looking at the art style, but I still, like, my brain went, no, I, I don't know if I can do that again. <laughs> no, no, I'm jazzed for this. I think this is going to be really cool. I, I was at the point where watching Scar playing Dragon Quest Three on stream I was like, I should like do for extra life this year, let people buy characters in a Dragon Quest three game and then watch me play it. So I might end up doing that. Sorry, I keep trying to continue us on. That was that was announcement four. Announcement five, Dragon Quest Treasures, which we all thought was gonna be monsters because of the Chibi Eric and and oh, because so, I they mean, told yeah. us it was going yeah. to be Dragon this Quest was, Monsters. Yeah, so they announced a Dragon Quest Monsters game starring a young Eric and his sister. Okay. And then we heard nothing about it for like two years. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. So they told us about it in November of 2018. Then in January 2020, <laughs> they made an announcement. The director did. He's like, hey, it's not going well. You're not going to hear about this for another year. <laughs> and that was even before COVID. So they did have an announcement about a year and a half ago. And okay. the announcement was things that. aren't going well. So yeah. it turns out that they scrapped the Dragon Quest Monsters game and instead mm -hmm. used the characters in a new game, which is Dragon Quest Treasures. Oh, um, simultaneous worldwide release for Dragon Quest 3 HD 2D. Yeah. Yep. Their social media has been pumping that. You know, when, who knows, but platform, also, who knows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Treasures also has a worldwide release plan. Yes, and it does. Simultaneous guess, worldwide release. Mm -hmm. And I guess there's also a separate Monsters game going to be div in development. I don't know if that's... They did slip that in there. They were like, don't okay. worry, you know, we'll work on a Monsters game too, but it's not this one. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's Silvando. I hope it's Silvando. Oh, please. Oh, that would Silvando. be amazing. Uh, set during and the his merry troop of his fiesta okay. party, yeah, that'd be awesome. 
I think I would think okay. Sylvando would be better for a um, for a, a mystery dungeon game with his troop of smile people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't okay. know. Mystery dungeon games get weird when you have a party. True. Um, and then wait, wait, finally, wait. we want the- a mystery dungeon Sylvando game. Is that what we've decided? That's what Kelly decided. Okay. Cool. Yes. But right. the, the, now- the final. Oh, go ahead. Before you get going to the last one, Dragon Quest Treasures, we don't really kind of know what this game is. No, we don't. Um, nope. To me, it looks like maybe an action RPG version of a mystery dungeon. It seems like it's something you would just go get treasure, you know, r- randomly run things over and over again. I, I, I was thinking of, you know, like, Yokai Watch Blasters, where you just yeah. take a little party, run through the thing, get a bunch of treasure, and then, boom, you're done with your mission in um, five minutes or sort something. Sort of like Brave but, Dungeon Yamada. Mm. So, yeah, they didn't tell us what kind of game it is. It didn't have a lot. They had a couple little in-game shots, but it really was just like, hey, look at me, I have a sword or a dagger, and here's a treasure chest. So, hard to really tell. Yeah, I'm watching the trailer right now, like, using a Draki as a gliding thing. Maybe you do get some monsters as traversal options. It, it does seem, yes, it did seem like they haven't completely gone away from having monsters as recruitable something in the game. Yeah, they there there were monsters all over the place in all of uh-huh. that trailer. So, like, they haven't abandoned sort of the monsters as a pillar archetype, but it isn't going to be a turn-based capture Correct. the monsters, monsters RPG. Yeah. Okay, are we ready for the last announcement? Yes. Yeah, we'll give you all the time you need to tell us about all the details about this. Um, Dragon Quest Twelve was announced. That's it. Yay! That's the announcement. That's all yeah, we got. I mean, it's <laughs> all we got. Chris, oh, we got a, we Chris, got a title. Chris was like, "It's going to be a logo. That's all it's going to be." And and I was like, "Oh my god, Chris was right." <laughs> <laughs> it's like we, we they they we they the, showed uh, a logo of feet or whatever. It's it, dark. Like, I'm telling you, that was Kiryu's voice. I'm telling you, it was <laughs> Kiryu, Cosmic Kiryu's voice actor who said to, the something of fate. But okay, what? Regardless, of fate, quest, whatever. It's a freaking twelve and some bad Adobe After Effects explosions and. <laughs> Afterwards, they're like, oh, I got all these things from this trailer. It seems like it's a very dark tone, a new direction for the series. And it's like, yes, yes, we want this one to be for adults. And it's like, you showed an explosion in a 12. You didn't saw a shit. Like, hmm. So, tangentially related, there was a Sonic thing yesterday that also had a very similar disappointing teaser for a new game. And people have been reaching with both of these trailers. <laughs> like, where they literally show 30 seconds of nothing and people trying to figure it out what it is, even though it is literally 30 seconds of nothing. Just... Yep. Ah! Like, Dragon is, Quest was I, ashes and I, fire. That's it. Literally I, ashes Well, and fans, fire. fans speculating is going to happen. I'm used to that. It's when, like, Square Enix acts like we should have gathered all this stuff from the trailer. It's like, no. If you wanted us to gather that from the trailer, you should have, A, given us a real trailer. Or, B, you should have just told us about the game if you really wanted to tell us about the game. Instead of being like, did you get this and this from it? As though we were supposed to. Chris, like, if mm. you keep pushing on the wires under the desk, you're going to disconnect our internet. Yeah, well, I'm not pushing on the wires. Well, 
I Between feel this... you pushing on the wires. This is the uh, <laughs> this is the the cross guard of the of the desk. It's not one of the wires. But... But between Stop this pushing on it, it's pushing Sonic. on the wires. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. Guys, between between this and the Sonic announcement, I'm like, guys, you, I get leaving me wanting more, but you need to give me something first. And Square Enix th- did a great job with the 16 trailer. Like, that looked amazing, and I want more of that. Uh, either way, why is this stuff being announced so darn early? Just I, I don't think when it's like within puppets. a year, you know? It kind of makes me wonder, like, for Dragon Quest Twelve, did we not even see, like, the protagonist or anything? Because, no, like, nope. Logo. Well, I know you didn't, but, like, they they kind of burned themselves with the Eric and Mia thing. Two and a half years later, they're coming back and like, well, guess what? It's not that, because, you know, it isn't. Raisins. Because it's so, maybe, I, I don't know. Because do they think game they dev is don't? hard, and 60% yeah. of the projects that are started aren't ended. Oh, those are made yep. up stats, probably. They're not. Oh, no. That's not good, then. Forty <laughs> percent. 40% of those stats are made up. Made up all the time. <laughs> well, I, I will admit I was sort of disappointed with what was announced because I really wanted a Dragon Quest Nine remake on Switch, and I also wanted Builders 3, and none of those happened. And 12's announcement was a foregone conclusion, and I wanted more. Yeah, I mean, the thing that I saw people talking about the most prior to the event was Dragon Quest Heroes 3, Dragon Quest Builders 3, and then some combination of 4, 5, 6, and 9 remakes. Oh, yeah. I, I thought at least one of those, and I thought 9 was the foregone conclusion there. They've never not remade a game. I mean, look, we got freaking 11S a year after 11. <laughs> <laughs> they, they remade they remade it that wasn't later. a remake well i guess it was. i know i know it's that was up, it, that was their it's been, exclusivity workaround <laughs> yeah but at the same time nine has never been ported to anything mm. there's no other dragon quest game that's never even been ported so whatever i'm kind of wondering I, I if this is a game where they've like done some bullshit like lost the code they blame it on the not having the features of the DS with the street pass, which to who me, needs who needs like that? I'm, I'm playing Metopia. I'm entering people's like eight digit code and scrolling through their 400 me's that they've got saved. Like, I don't need to street pass anybody. Give Let's me an eight honest. digit code. Yep. This, this is an excuse. And they could politely go fuck themselves. Yep. Because again, the, the street pass feature, even in, in nine, I didn't care for it. I think because I played nine so much later, I was just like, "Oh, what the fuck does this? I don't care." Maybe it was great when it came out, but I didn't know enough people playing Dragon so Quest. I did home pass. I did home pass in our house, and that was pretty fun. Okay, um, but also nine was not worth that effort. Um, no, it, it's not. <laughs> it's not good. And it, we don't need a remake of it, but maybe we'd need an HD 2D. <laughs> <sighs> I, I'm still bitter at nine at not having like a good post game, but I guess it doesn't. Uh, whatever. <sighs> Choices were made. Choices Look, were made. Yeah, I like Dragon Quest, but this was underwhelming. It this wasn't was just, underwhelming for me. I'm excited for all the things that were announced. I am excited for that three HD remake. That I'm excited for. Treasures, I'm curious about, because I'm not always in love with the Monsters games from the bits that I've played. 
12 it's like it's a it's a logo <laughs> that, yeah that's what it's I've got a logo right i i am the we're, one person we're here that's excited someday. for a racer and I, I recognize that that yeah you're weird <laughs> thank you mm. all right uh, so i think that wraps okay, up our on course that. event so <laughs> kelly rip us through the briefs uh don't rip your briefs wardrobe malfunction <sighs> Kelly? Did we lose her? I mean... Kelly? Kelly? Here, would you want me to do it? I can do I accidentally it. muted myself. Ah! <laughs> I was about oh. to send you a message. You're okay? Yeah, no, my... Like, she's still on the call. Yeah, no, my uh, headset, I was on the floor, and apparently my foot hit the mute button, which I don't know how it did that. Um, so, brief lightning round? Yeah. Yes. So you stepped I, I, on your headset I, in the middle of the episode. Here's Kelly. I okay. can do it if you want a break. Yes, please do. My voice is shot. Oh, okay. I'm going to pretend that I give a shit about any of these. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 Yeah. I'm excited for this. I, I only give a shit about one of these things. So, um, there was briefs. We don't <laughs> care. <laughs> and New Horizon Forbidden West feature. 14 minutes of gameplay. It was gorgeous. There, the briefs are done. Oh, <laughs> oh that was it? I was wondering why she was uh, reading the bottom one. Uh, <laughs> okay, do you want me to legitimately do it? I'll do yes. it. <laughs> hey, Legend of Heroes, Kuro no Kiseki is launching at the end of September in Japan. Yay! Falcom waits for no localizations. Let me do exactly. it properly. Okay, I thought it was being cute. All right. Rogue Lords gets a close. Oh, beta. by the way, Nix, your your mic switched to the other mic again. Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> <laughs> I just have a microphone malfunctions all over the place. Oh today. my anyway, goodness! Let's just let's get fucking through this. <laughs> <laughs> Rogue Lords gets good. a closed beta. What? Fucking what gets down. a closed beta? Rogue, Rogue Lords. Okay. Do I, don't I need know what that to? Is. Do I need to step in and do this? I don't. No. I can. No. This I is. I want to shout with Nix to figure out what's going on. I like this. I got this. Uh, something or other. Is something or other. What? <laughs> Pecramosa launching. Pecramosa. Peak. Pikachu Mosa. Pikachu Mosa. Oh my gosh. We're all doing mimosas. That's what it is. Pekka Minosa is available now on PC and Switch. It came out on May 27th. What's Pekka Minosa? A game. Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis Benchmark Prologue Stream is available now. Black Skylands Early Access Launch. Hit me the name of that. Hit me the name of that Fantasy Star Online thing again. Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis Benchmark Prologue Stream release. Yes. Light Fairy Tale Episode 2 is available now on Steam Early Access. Mercenary Blaze PC version. I played the first one. It sucked. There you go. Is is uh, releasing in June, which this is really interesting. This is the first time that a ride on game is going to be available on PC. I think it might be the first uh, game that Circle Entertainment does. Anna, tell me about Magic Legends. You skipped it, apparently. Magic Legends adds Pyromancer and New Story Act. Oh, boy. Rogue Book PC oh boy. release brought forward. It's going to come out sooner. Digital event shows Monster Hunter Stories 2 and Monster Hunter Rise update. 
The Disgaea okay. 6 demo is available now on the Nintendo eShop. Phoenix okay. Point Festering Skies DLC and new roadmap released. That's a terrible name. <laughs> what? Festering Skies? I mean, just having the word festering in there is, is terrible. Why are we talking about festering. Monster Hunter more? This podcast is festering. Mm. That's Pro- right. Project Haven <laughs> screenshots released. A demo is Touché. coming in June. The Legend of Heroes Kurunoki Seki is launching at the end of September in Japan. This is the new Calvard arc that follows the. Does that mean Black Hashimari of Sky? No. Is it uh, New Horizon Forbidden West video features 14 minutes of gameplay that Sam drooled all over. Yay! Mm. Look, we did the briefs. I thought my version was pretty good. Why aren't we talking about video- Monster Hunter? They showed the character from the first game more. They they then and they showed the 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 patch came out. I appreciate you, news team. I'm just lazy. <laughs> well, that's a good point. And plus, we've been going for like three hours. Yeah, it's been a, yeah, oh my gosh, it's two o'clock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Goodbye, everybody. It's three o'clock for me. <laughs> Yep, it's great. I'm surprised my family isn't back. Um, All right, what are the new games that are coming out? What are the new games? New games this week. We just got one. Grifflands is heading to PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. All right, what are you going to play this week, Matt? Uh, probably more of all the same. More uh, fishing, more Metopia. Um, get in a few matches of Inazuma 11. All right, Kelly? More um, Nocturne. More Nocturne. Or right. next someone. And uh, what about uh, what about Anna Marie? Um, I'm gonna finish Nexomon, and then I think I'm gonna play Nocturne. All right, and Sam, what shitty garbage has Alex put you up to play next? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. uh, it's gonna be a lot more ease and more Dragon Quest Six for me. Uh, you're hey, a liar. Sam, if it makes you feel better, um, I I think Falcom definitely learned by how random ass dumb those raids were because the the version of that that they have in Ease Nine is not random. It is at specific story points. That's what Josh was telling me, and I'm really happy to hear that. And I'm actually looking forward to playing Nine at some point. Oh, not that game is so freaking good, so good. I couldn't put it down. I streamed it. It was excellent. Yeah, you can check out the, the sub- archive at twitch.tv slash gamer. The subtitle is Monstrum Nox, isn't it? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I, I keep wanting to call it Vox Machina because of my stupid critical role loving head, and that's not the name. Monstrum Nox. Very good game. All right. Yeah. If you want to comment on the question of the week, which was something. I don't remember. It's Do you? in the spreadsheet. Oh my gosh. What is it? I don't have it open. You don't remember. <laughs> Nobody remembers. What? Um, Dragon Quest Dragon. 35th announcement excited you the most. Okay. So you can tell us why the round. logo disappointed you. And um, the bonus round was, which tease was worse? Dragon Quest confirmed as Japan only or Dragon Quest 12 being logo only? Oh, perfect. Yeah. Excellent. And then... Uh, you could do that on our website, rpgamer.com. Go find the show thread and post it right there in the comments. You can reply to the question when it comes up on Twitter during the week. Does that still happen? Does anyone post um, the question of the week on Twitter anymore and collect those responses? We, if we remember. Could you email us at podcast.rpgamer.com? Is that still valid? Yep. Okay. So email us at podcast.rpgamer.com. You could send us a voicemail at 608-729-4098, though nobody does that anymore. You could also send us a text message there. But everyone has found that just leaving a show thre- a comment in the thread 
is totally the easiest way to go. So who might argue? All right. So, and with that, we will be back next week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, right here on twitch.tv slash rpgamer. If you want to watch us live and see the shit show go down in person, or you can download us on a podcast player of your choice and uh, quote unquote subscribe, uh, which is now going to be an overloaded word because Apple is releasing actual subscription podcasts with payments if you want. Uh, we're not doing that. But uh, yeah, when I say subscribe, I mean free. It's just letting you know that new episodes I, are out. I mean, in reality, we should be paying you to listen to us. That's, <laughs> that's I mean, the actual truth. Yeah, that's that's what my imposter syndrome says, at least. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's I'm kidding, by the way. Going to do it for us this week. We'll see you next week. And until then, stay safe, have fun playing games, and goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.